it in so I can go live, right? Right then and there. It's, <laughs> we always have to do that. Um, welcome. We have, I think this might be one of my most packed show sheets, show plans ever. <laughs> we have so, so many things news. to talk about. Yes, yes. So much news. The Combine, there was the Franchise Tag Day. Uh, there was, um, you know, Calvin Ridley being reinstated to the NFL. Uh, and, and then so many other things have happened. Derek Carr, uh, you know, everything. And then this, this incident today. Mm. You know, this incident. I feel like the, we could. Um, before you speak on it, the Raiders are back in, by the way. Oh, who cares? I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know who cares? They're they're not actually. They can say they're in, but they're not. They're not really in. Um, but Ryan, uh, how are you? I'm great. Eating eating my chicken quesadilla. I'm having a great time. And um, yeah, Lamar's <laughs> gonna be a Detroit Lion. I'm having a great. Uh, really? I, I haven't heard that one yet. I like it. I've heard that one before. I haven't. I haven't. I've been I think all over Twitter. It's gonna happen. Really? They're one of the few teams with the cap space. And the draft picks. They don't have to give up six because six isn't their pick. So they could give up 18 and a later 2024 first next year. So wow. So it's like Ryan's trying to manifest this right now. I, I shouldn't <laughs> be manifesting this. Look at all that blue he's wearing. He's got the yeah. blue blank in the, the blue wall. Blue, man, Only if is. I had like blue it's cheese. coming together. <laughs> is it? Josh, I hear you're powering okay. through uh, – today i'm powering through a little bit i'm a little bit under the weather 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 i can talk um but i'm here i'm feeling i'm feeling good i'm feeling good to actually talk about football with some people so yeah yes gonna give you love that and and rocky i um it's interesting that you're here i've spent so much time listening to your podcast but you know we haven't recorded anything together in quite a while um how, how have you been how how's your eagles fandom Doing good. Oh, it's still, still a little ticked over the end of the Super Bowl regarding my you Eagles fandom. Hmm? Yes. It, I said it then. It's it's not just that the Eagles were screwed. The, the whole country was screwed out of a potentially fantastic ending. And that I agree call, with that. That call should not have been made at that point. But anyway, enough of that. No, uh, but no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, we had you join Treyarch a while back. I just wanted to get you back on. But yeah, I haven't recorded with you in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I uh, you know caused so many problems in uh, the Trade Addicts League that we share that I, there's so <laughs> much to talk about. Yeah, you we know, were, so, so many issues. We were talking for the show. It, t- Tyler's trades never get on the show because Russ takes off the tiny ones, and every trade oh. Tyler sends is like, you know. Juwan Johnson for a 25 third. But it went through though. It went through. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It totally, it totally did go through. He loves getting those thirds and fourths. I never do. Yeah, they're very gonna... important. You know, thirds and fourths win leagues. Look, it, you can knock it all you want, but there have been seven trades since trades at Trade Addicts 8 rolled over. And I've been a part of all seven. So I am the real trade addict, I think. Not not you and not Russ. We see. This is because I play in like three leagues and you guys play in 40. This is why I Probably, have time yes. for this. This is why <laughs> yeah. I have time for this. And this is why I don't play in 40 leagues because I don't I don't really want – I don't like doing something like half measure or whatever, like half effort. So I just would rather actually pay attention to the a few leagues over kind of I, – I pay attention to my leagues, Tyler. Yeah, I, you I just but don't I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that though. I like – 
I, I can't keep track of 40 leagues. If I have 40 leagues, I'm not going to remember who I have on what team. And then I'm going to be like, uh, I had this. Uh, I'm not going to say I remember who I have on what team. But well, <laughs> when I go to the leagues, I find trades. <laughs> yeah, I just I just can't. I can't handle it. I Plus, I have too many patrons to, to deal with. Uh, so we also have a Ravens fan. That's me. Do. I, yeah. think, I think that's who you're talking about. Me. Yep. Well, two yeah. Eagles fans, a Giants fan, and, and a Ravens fan. So it's news on my front. We'll talk about that later. Um, but yes, Ravens fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think about uh, the whole everything? He's I mean, being what, out what you, on him. Well, everything. Uh, that too. I mean, you know, this Gavin says that saying no to meeting with a 26-year-old MVP is kind of wild. I do think it is wild. I don't. That seems kind of odd. Uh, many teams were willing to meet with uh, a potential, you know, uh, prison inmate uh, in Deshaun Watson. That's where I think he should be. So teams had no problem meeting with him, but they're not interested in a 26-year-old MVP. I, I think that's kind of very unwise. That's when just my we, opinion. When can we ring the collusion bell? Can we ring oh, it? Oh, you can already can because it's so obvious collusion. I mean, how is the Atlanta Falcons social media team ready to have all of these things posted so quickly. I mean, that doesn't, that seems very suspicious to me. I, I, I thought it was a meme page that posted like the Atlanta Falcons retweeted. I went to their Twitter page and it was actually them. I was stunned. Well, let's hear about, uh, well, they knew what the information was going to be coming out today, whether he was going to uh, be assigning the, the tag or, or like if well, the team was no, going to give him the tag know. and the team was going to give him the tag. It, 100%. It was just, the question was the exclusive or not exclusive. Right. You know, and that's, Kind of what's they causing were all the uproar. a little quickly, though. It's almost well, like this if they're not like thinking about it already, then they're doing a bad job. I would say then they're just doing. A horrible I know job. it's just interesting that the so everything was so coordinated. It yeah, seems yeah, a little yeah, suspicious. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a good it, point it though be. with the Watson thing. It is bizarre. Like, I mean, very I was thinking bizarre. you have to give very you, bizarre with the tag. You do have to give two first round picks and a huge contract, but you had to do that with Deshaun Watson too. So, More what's than the issue here? Picks. I, I really yeah, have no idea. I really when, when I look no at the teams that came out and said this, honestly, it doesn't make any sense at all, except for Miami a little bit. Uh, Miami currently has Tua, and they don't want to sour that relationship. So I understand why they might say they're not interested in bringing in Lamar. But these other teams with no future at the quarterback position, if a lot of teams want to move up to even try to go get a quarterback right now, they're going to pay more than two first-round picks. I know the contract's a lot, but to not even see what it's going to take or try to make something work – it's it's kind of crazy. In my Josh, do you, do you want the them to sign on to like for whatever it takes, like Deshaun Watson contract as a Ravens fan? No, no. See, I I don't. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of I know the Ravens aren't going to do Ooh. that either. Kind of, <laughs> Sorry. Not whatever it takes. I I don't want to give them the guarantee money, and that's why we're doing this. You know, um, non-exclusive franchise tag. It makes a lot of sense. We're gonna let. The market kind of play yeah. itself out, see what Lamar's offered. And I think in the Ravens' minds, and Eric Costa's mind, it's kind of like, I, they don't think that Lamar's going to be offered exactly what he's expecting. You know, all this guaranteed money. And if he's not, then the Ravens gambled on this, this tag, and it will pay off if they can at least, because I think the Ravens are willing to pay more than that they're offering right now, but they don't want to give Lamar exactly what he wants either. Mm-hmm. So maybe they can meet in the middle without having to do all this negotiation. I think that's kind of what's going through their mind. They're pawn starring him. It It kind of sucks, but at least there's no more poison pills. Like if there were still poison pills, 
If I were Atlanta, I've, people don't know what a poison pill is. You would be writing something along the lines of, in the contract, if the quarterback plays more than six games in the state of Maryland in 2023, he's going to be owed an additional $50 million, something along those lines, something bad <laughs> that would only apply to Baltimore. So Baltimore can't match, but that's that's no longer allowed. Uh, they took that out in the 2020 CBA, so you can't do that. Uh, there, there are things that other teams can do to make it more difficult for Baltimore to match, but uh, I, I don't anticipate that considering the reaction or lack of a interest in Lamar. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think this is going to be a very interesting thing that we're going to have to track. Um, the most important thing is if Lamar wants, he can wait to sign an offer sheet until to, if he really wants to stick it to Baltimore. can wait to sign an offer sheet until after the 2023 NFL draft. And then that pushes the potential compensation back to a 2024 and 2025 first. Not nearly as appealing uh, in NFL terms. Maybe appealing to me as a dynasty manager, but in the <laughs> NFL, we don't have that kind of patience. I don't get fired as the manager of my dynasty team if it loses. You know, I, I don't have to worry about that. I think you would be more interested in like Demarcus Robinson for well, 20, I know, I don't 24 seventh. No, I'm yeah. saying that's How the about, trade you'd be trying to make. Yeah, I would be interested <laughs> in the 20, a 25 fourth. That's yeah. a, I'm very interested. I've already accumulated uh, in my whole portfolio, despite only having a few teams. I've already accumulated uh, of my four teams I'm looking at here. I've accumulated uh, 12 fourths over the next two <laughs> years. So I'm doing a great job. You know, great job of accumulating fourths. Um, and this year in trade addicts, I, I started the year. I, I had nine fourths. Now I have, <sighs> I've traded two of them away. I'm down seven. Wow. Oh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> seven yeah. fourths. But That's I've impressive. already, I already have uh, six thirds in 2024 and five thirds in 2025. So I'm, I'm doing a great job. It's I'm doing a great stuff. job of accumulating <laughs> all of these picks. I, I think, you know, Russ would probably like have a meltdown. Over the amount of time I spend on this. Um, you never know. Those picks could be a boat. I know. <laughs> I know. And then I'm going to do what I did last year and trade the 302 for a 24 second. Whoa. <laughs> wow. So I'm going to have traded for it two years in advance and then traded the year of for something two more years in advance. You're going to be loaded on 2027 first. I'll tell you what. Uh, well, I already traded for a 2025 you... first. What? So I'm doing a great job. I'm very proud of myself. I traded KJ Osborne for, for Dubs. Well, I will say that Romeo Dubs will never uh, pull someone out of a car like KJ Osborne did this week. So we have to give him props for that. Probably not. Um, very great thing that he did. Um, but uh, if yeah, I have to give you one, it would be a thumbs up. But I would give you uh, a it's, thumbs up. It's, dubs is it's worth pretty. It, it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a thumbs up. Yeah, I, I <laughs> wanted to do that, but he said thumbs up or down. I didn't have another option. I'll go up. I'll say you slightly won that trade. Sure. I actually have them back to back in my ranks. With dubs dubs, is, young, dubs is younger. So. <laughs> is sure. I think so. It's, I'm he's totally he's been, been around forever. He last season. I know he feels like third year. Right. Oh, yeah. Casey Osborne's older than I thought. Probably 26. 25. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Gavin. Give Andrews, get Metcalf. No. Half tight in premium. I'll take Andrews. I, mm. I, I I'm I like having the elite tight end, and I know he had a little bit of a down year last year. I guess we don't know who his quarterback's gonna be for sure, but yeah. uh 
but I still think that as long as he has half decent quarterbacking, I, I still I think I'd still take Andrews and take the elite tight end. Josh is pondering down there. I know. <laughs> it's a he's, tough he's one. He's pondering um, this one. Because, because the fact that you have TJ Hawkinson, I think TJ Hawkinson is going to be really good with the Minnesota Vikings next year. Yeah, he was really good once he was traded there. I think, I mean, it just is going to get so many targets. Um, I, I'm, I, I, I like, I'm okay with the trade. I, I do prefer Andrews in a bubble. Um, knowing your context and not knowing your wide receiver room, which I'm like, Thinking Metcalf's going to greatly improve that. I'll, I'll take Metcalf. I'll take Metcalf. Really? That it, much uh, there's a big difference between the 0.5 and the 0.75. That is true. And I'm, yeah, I'm used yeah. to the, I'm in all 11 trade addicts league, so I'm pretty used to the 0.75. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I like the 0.75. <laughs> I do too. my rank. That's why my uh, Patreon rankings are 0.75, actually. No, I, I like that it, a lot. Is it too. even I'm on my, no, I, sh- I should put it back on there. I used to have on my actual sheet that it's trade addict scoring. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I took it off at some for whatever reason when I was copying it over at some point. Um, but yeah, 1.75 is what I'm used to. Let's see. Pickens or Kirk MVS and Spiller? Huh. Well, I don't want the second two things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Right. It's, uh, yeah, they suck. So, and Kirk uh, has Ridley coming back now, too. I think I'll take Pickens. That upside is just so amazing. That was one of the things on the show sheet. I mean, how? What do people think? Uh, what do we think about Ridley coming back? I mean, I, I think it's interesting. It's certainly going to help Trevor Lawrence. But uh, how optimistic are we about that? I mean, if Josh goes, I, I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm super optimistic points wise. Uh, you know, the guy's been out of the league almost two years now, and. New team, new offense. Like you said, I think it benefits Lawrence the most of anybody and it kind of screws everyone else there because it takes away targets from Kirk, takes away targets from Ingram. I'm not sure I believe Ridley's just going to come back in, step back in and be a wide receiver one uh, again. So, yeah, I I don't really like it for anybody except Trevor Lawrence. I, I You summed it up perfectly. That's exactly <laughs> how I would kind of put the situation. Um, how old is Calvin Ridley now? He's 29 now, 28. right? 28. 28. Yeah. So 29. Um, He's not young either. Yeah. He'll be 29 this summer. So he'll yeah, be December. 29 going. Yeah. yeah so um, uh, for Dynasty, I'd rather have Kirk um, over um, Ridley. But I'll take Pickens in this trade. Yeah. I like Pickens. I actually just yeah, finished writing an article about Pickens. It'll be on DLF soon. I did a video on Pickens this offseason like a month or two ago. Um, I, I just think he is going to probably have a – I mean, he's got so much upside hanging the next season. I, I, well, I was think, right. I was just going to say, I do think he's a little overvalued dynasty-wise, but that's another he reason. Was. I, wanted to, I still he think was. a lot of people have him there. Maybe not yeah. you, but – well. No, it's not that my value of him changed. It's that the his market value seems to have taken a bizarre, random tumble for no reason. Like, massive tumble, which I just don't... <laughs> I don't know what the reasoning behind that was. Like, I'm not sure what changed. Like, what changed from January to February, but all of a sudden the market value just evaporated. I, I really don't know. Like, if someone can tell me, I'd love to know because I hmm. actually genuinely don't know. Like, where, where do you think it changed to? Like, uh, well, just how, way how low did it get? Well, I mean, put it this way, uh, in November, December, and January, he was consistently ahead of Deontay Johnson in Dynasty Valley. Deontay Johnson's value didn't change. 
but George Pickens went down like two rounds in DLF's last uh, group of startup data. So I just thought that was very, very odd. Okay. That is odd. There, I don't know what guy. changed from January to February. That's all. You know, it's this one guy that was confirmed that he's coming back. You know, Matt Canada. <laughs> but how does that change Pickens versus Johnson? Because Johnson was a bigger disaster. Uh, with uh, if you actually look at it in the 13 games, Kenny, I just wrote this today, so I I remember it pretty well. In the 13 games Kenny Pickett played, George Pickens actually outscored Deontay Johnson. The only reason Deontay Johnson had a better season was because he really did well in the four games Kenny Pickett didn't participate in. He had over, he averaged over 15 <laughs> uh, PPR points a game. In those games, and remember, he scored zero touchdowns all year, so he was like a volume monster in the four games Kenny Pickett did not participate in. Unfortunately for Deontay Johnson, that's not going to be the case in 2023. So I, I am terrified of Deontay Johnson yeah. because the splits are so bad with Kenny Pickett. I mean, yeah. he was one of the least efficient wide receivers in the league with Kenny Pickett. It was that bad. So what were the target numbers with Pickett? The targets weren't that bad. Uh, it did actually. You know what? I literally just wrote it. Um, That's why essentially, I asked. <laughs> yeah. Let's um, let's see. You're getting a sneak preview. So here, uh, with in the four games that he played where Pickett did not participate, he had 10.8 targets, 7.8 receptions, and 73 receiving yards, um, 15.7 PPR points. Those are the four games where no Pickett. In the 13 games where Pickett was present. We were down to eight targets. He only caught 4.2 of them. So that's very bad. And then 45 receiving yards on those targets, which is not great either. Mm-mm. So it's terrible. Really, really terrible for the volume. Really, really bad. Uh, so I don't know what the problem is. I mean, you can blame it all on Pickett. Or you can just say that Pickett has a preference for Pickens because he does comparatively. Pickens didn't uh, was out-targeted by Deontay Johnson even with Pickett but was significantly more efficient. Uh, he caught a uh, hot, much more uh, percentage of the targets that he did see and also had significantly more yards per uh, reception and yards per target over Johnson. It's so those training thing. camp reps from early in the year. Maybe, be, right? but it was very odd that Deontay Johnson was the one rumored to force Kenny Pickett into the lineup. Cause you, that was rumored, right? He was the angry one about how it was going with, Trubisky, I don't believe that he punched him, but like (laughs) there was a lot of discussion that Deontay Johnson was integral in that change being made, but that change being made did not help him get more volume or become more efficient or the offense be better. Didn't do any of those things. Can't forget scoring touchdowns. No, the thing that actually improved in the offense is that Najee Harris got healthy down the stretch. And that's what made the offense passable is that Najee Harris became healthy and the offense was able to run the ball where he was actually pretty good. Najee Harris was pretty effective through the second half of the year when he looked healthy. Whereas in the first half of the year, when he was not healthy, he, he couldn't run the ball. So that that's actually... Yeah, you compare anything to that first half of the season. It was horrible. He, he, looked, I mean, he looked awesome. <laughs> I think it's important to note for people, you know, thinking about uh, value dynasty running backs, if people were just uh, quit on Najee Harris entirely based on that first half, you could clearly see that in the second half, he was healthy and suddenly was running just fine. So, you know, it looked like the first round pick, you know, maybe not as good as we would have wanted, but solid running back prospect that we were all expecting. So he's someone that I've seen, depending on the league, go at a nice value. But for this trade, I'd go with the pick inside. 
Oh, and Isaiah Spiller is a total bust. Like, yes, Taco yes. Tuesday, we're not calling it that anymore. <laughs> um, it's to be a Tuesday for someone me. Asked me. Someone asked me on, on Twitter if there was any chance of Ask DLF or any form of that show ever coming back. And I answered them with the truth, which is no. <laughs> no. There is no chance that show is ever coming back. Uh, zero chance. Um, I... I mean, I never want to say never, but no, no, it's not coming back. Sorry, guys. Uh, you're you're I, watching it. Yeah, you're watching it, and um, I uh, I don't, you know, I don't plan on doing uh, video content uh, for another channel probably ever. I don't think I'm going to give up creative control of the video side of what I do because I just don't think I can function that way. So in terms of YouTube content, I think it's either going to be on here or not at all uh, moving forward. So the, yeah, the chances of that show coming back are zero. Uh, from Gavin, as a Cowboy and Dak fan, I'd rather pay Lamar. Well, maybe in a vacuum, but you'd have to give up two first-round picks to do it. I don't know if I would rather. And then you'd have by, to. By the way, I want I want to pay Lamar. <laughs> I want the Ravens to pay Lamar. I you know it just what. The reports of what he's asking for, I do think, are a little too high for the Ravens to give all that guaranteed money. But I want to, I, I, I hope some team offers him a contract that the Ravens can't afford to match. Let's put it that way. I feel like the owners are digging their heels in on this, though. Yeah, and they just—it's a matter of principle that they just don't want to let the Deshaun Watson contract become the norm. And I think that I don't think Lamar gets the contract unless he's really a free agent. Then he might, because then all it takes is someone to sign it. They don't have to give up anything. Yeah. You know, suddenly when someone is free agent, things move a little bit faster and move a little bit differently. Oh, yeah. So I do think if he gets the free agency, he will get the contract that he's seeking. But so you, you would guess that he plays out the franchise tag, right? Uh, no, I, I think he'll settle for what he doesn't want. Oh, um, okay. But he's not going like to get I like he, that. <laughs> 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 uh, and I think it's going to be for a different team. Uh, oh, maybe not. Oh, maybe what? not that part. Like, yeah, I okay. think it's going to be for a different club. I, I think another. Yes, I think so. I think a team is going to come in. Uh, not necessarily. Remember, you can negotiate. You know, you can negotiate uh, a different uh, package, and and then there are other things you can do. I do think that the long term deal. If we go through this again next off season, especially when the franchise tag number is higher, I, I think that there'll be. Uh, potentially other and we get one year closer to free agency i think the ravens will be more likely to to make a move at that point uh but possible he has to play under the franchise tag again uh or something like that i mean you never know i mean kirk cousins bet on himself himself and it paid off uh can you imagine if lamar actually were a free agent there's never been a quarterback of his caliber no. to hit open free agency in his prime right i mean not not that level. Not not yeah, of Cousins is level. probably the highest level guy that's ever hit free agency. Yeah. Drew Brees, right? He wasn't as good. Drew Brees. He wasn't Drew Brees. Serious shoulder concern, though. Yeah, he wasn't Drew Brees either. He wasn't yeah, Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so not really, but yeah, it would be unprecedented. And of course, they can't do the third franchise tag because the third franchise tag is a forty-four percent increase uh, over the previous one. So that would, I mean, they could do it, but it would cost like. 58 million for the third franchise tag. So that's probably not going to happen. No. 
Um, one, one thing real fast. Uh, do you think that the Ravens, if they just like sign or just try to trade him and gave him the exclusive franchise tag, they could get more than two first? You know what I'm no. saying? You don't I, think so? You think that's uh, well, possible? Maybe. I just don't know if they... I bring that up simply because, like, if they could, why wouldn't they just do that? If they planned on letting him go to a not outpriced contract, you know what I'm saying? We don't have to get into it anymore. I don't know. I, don't know. I really don't you know? know. I I find a lot of how they've handled this to be kind of odd. Yeah, it is odd. I agree. I agree. But now they've put themselves. The problem with the exclusive tag is it ties up 45 million of the cap. And uh, mm-hmm. then they have to actually make the deal work. And they kind of put themselves in a situation where they don't really want to actually have him play at all. And remember, if they put the exclusive tag this year, he could just sign it. And then it's uh, the next tag is an increase off the previous tag. So if a 45 million exclusive tag this year would lead to no matter which version of the tag they used would be at least 50 million next year. So we, I, that would put them in a situation. Uh, that I'm not sure they really wanted to to do because then teams know that they have to trade him. Yeah. So. Yeah. What is Ryan eating, Ryan? Chicken quesadilla, man. Simple. Um, it would be amazing if the Jets went with Lamar, and Rodgers is back in Green Bay, <laughs> wouldn't it? Um. I don't think that's going to happen. The Jets are on the plane to California right now. I mean, I think they're there. I think there was a Twitter account. You can track the plane go. Uh, <laughs> you can. I mean, it's clearly you can see the plane moving. It's totally moving. Um, I Lamar's think it's definitely there. more likely to be in Baltimore than Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay, for sure. Yeah, Rodgers is not going back to Green Bay. I really don't think so. Yeah. I don't. There's no chance, right? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see that as really a... I, I don't see that as... That's a possibility, really. He's a jet. I agree with that. The Raiders seem to have taken themselves out of the running. The Raiders are taking themselves out of the running for everybody. Who's going to be the quarterback? Jared Stidham? Jared Stidham, yeah. He looked good. We'll let this. We'll let this. Don't do that. Well, uh, I mean, I think who else is going to possibly be able to get along with Josh McDaniels? I don't don't (laughs) think that that's not – I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not going to do that. I mean, Will Levis does put mayo in his coffee. You know why that is? I've... Was it like a dare? No, I think he has a, a phobia to milk or something. I was just going to say, wasn't there oh, a thing God, where he's afraid fake. of milk? Yeah, he's that's afraid of that. Listen, my friend was telling me about this. I don't know how legit this is. I don't even know if I should say it. But apparently, like it, it, it troubles his daily life, his fear of milk. Like he, he, he literally is terrified of milk. I, I, that's what my friend was telling me. I, maybe I should have done some research before mentioning that on a podcast a stream here, but uh, just to... well, you heard it here today. Josh Fuster says that Will Levis is he I, yes. thinks that he's, he's a, totally he's afraid, afraid of, milk. of milk. And I if do. you have any yeah. complaints about it, you can send your Twitter feedback to at Josh Fuster. Right here, right here. Yeah, that's me. Um, that's good. I'm glad you did it that way. I like that. Yeah, that's what I would do. Uh, don't don't send it to me. Don't send. Yeah, it no, to no, me. it's my fault if I'm wrong there. Yeah. Uh, also, I would suggest for anything else that um, Rocky uh, 
Rocky might say, send your feedback to uh, at Dynasty Outhouse. Yes. And your complaints <laughs> there. Exactly. And that's where I would send those complaints. Definitely to at Dynasty Outhouse for anything yes. that Rocky said that you don't like. He's my representation. Uh, yes. <laughs> definitely. Uh, so this is not actually true. Um, in 2022, that, that definitely was not the case. Uh, Absolutely and, not in 2020. Yeah. In 2021, it's true. That's what I think he's referring to. Yeah. yeah but not 2022. So I, I don't. I think that, uh, you know, maybe Lamar is not the best quarterback for Mark Andrews, but I think Lamar is better than Tyler Huntley. Yes. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Not even I will say, though, I do think that a generic average quarterback who actually throws the ball would be better for Mark Andrews than Lamar Jackson. Like, I think Lamar or um, Mark Andrews would have more, to give you an example, Mark Andrews would have more fantasy value with Derek Carr than with Lamar Jackson. I'd rather have Derek Carr for Mark Andrews because Derek Carr is actually going to throw the ball. Yeah. I certainly would rather have Kirk Cousins from someone like that. And those Aaron, are, these are not top of the top. Darren Waller had multiple top end fantasy. Oh, exactly. Exactly. With Derek what Carr. I was thinking. Yeah. Of. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying. I think you'd rather a quarterback who's not overall as good, but who actually throws it, over yep. Lamar for your fantasy. Well, Lamar, Lamar threw it. He threw it to Mark Andrews. <laughs> yeah, but you can't. If you look rely at Mark Andrews' targets, they're among you the can't top rely on them years, having nothing else. They're, they're probably Travis Kelsey. You can't rely on them having nothing else again. And Mark Andrews is not, not Travis really. Kelsey. He's not no. Travis Kelsey in that. No, like, no, I, I wasn't comparing to Travis Kelsey. I'm saying he would have the second most targets of a tight end over the last four years. If oh, I absolutely. Guess, he's right? he's elite, but he'd be even better if he had a quarterback who threw the ball more often because your target share, your target share is what's sticky more than the number of targets, right? The target share is stickier than the number of targets. Well, so if the target, target share is fantastic. Exactly. Yeah. So you want the pie to be bigger. So that's what he's saying. Like yeah. a quarterback, you would rather the ball more than more passing. Yeah. You would rather there be more passing. So that's that's what I'm saying. Because um, I think Andrews is good enough to succeed with almost anybody. But you, you want there to be a bigger pie. Um, especially to accommodate potential new receivers on the Ravens. Which Just remembering last year with Tyler Huntley, he was bad. He was bad. Oh, it was really bad. Yeah. 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 I, but Derek Carr is not Tyler Huntley. So, no, Derek know. Carr yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, Derek so. Carr has been supporting fantasy weapons yeah. Uh, yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the board for yeah. his entire career. I'm calling his statement. Not that Derek. he's a superstar, but he's been, you know, his fantasy But I would be concerned uh, with Mark Andrews, for instance, with Tyler Huntley. Uh, well, that, that would, be would, that would concern me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Because Tyler Huntley is just a discount Lamar. He can't throw Yeah. Yeah, Tyler Huntley literally does not do one thing better than Lamar. Like, no, zero like look at his yeah. like Madden stats. I'm not, I don't know this if there is anything better, but if I had to create my own Madden stats, Tyler Huntley wouldn't be better at one thing, you know. This is a wide receiver room. Uh, it's it's I, interesting. I, I think that may have been referring to the Metcalf thing from earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay. It yeah. does, yeah. It's, oh, generally, so we, we want receivers, we want yeah. to trade for, um, you know, we want to, um, we can trade for need, but I always think that we need to focus on value. You know, drafting for value is very important. I don't know. Some someone that I know said that once. So like, and draft I was for in value, my, trade for need. Yeah, no, someone said that like four years ago, and it's really stuck with me ever since. That couldn't be anyone we know, right? No. Rocky, we wouldn't know that. You weren't no. even on the show when that was said. Probably, um, no, yeah. It was years before. Got, yeah. I've been listening. I've been listening to that show way before you were on it. I remember when I was listening to that show way before I was on it. <laughs> well, that's probably true. I remember your first episode actually. 
I remember your first episode. It was very, very interesting. You were very right. nervous. I was. And I remember you were Russ, very nervous. Russ lost the fantasy title is uh, my first episode oh, while really? we were recording. Yeah, because we used oh, to wow. record on Monday nights. And it was the. Oh, yeah, uh, you did used to record on Monday nights. Yeah, and the game would be I going on. I remember it was a Diggs, Diggs and Allen, and he needed like a, a few more points from Diggs or something. And they got pulled at the end of the game because they were blowing somebody out. I think it was a Patriots. I think I won. Yeah, I think you're right. Title that way. And they did great. They, I think they kept him in the game or something. But the, I think it was, it might have been Allen. The last was touchdown was yeah. the touchdown from Josh Allen that pushed me over the top. So I remember that game. Yeah. Trade Isaiah likely for Jalen Warren. Um, this this last part is not too important to me. Um, so interesting. Isaiah likely, I feel like, is overrated. So do I. Overhyped. He's uh, good, but... he's, yeah, I mean, he's a nice well, little no, no, player, maybe, good. but he's like... He's behind Mark Andrews. Yeah, and everyone says, well, they don't have anybody else. They can throw to Andrews and likely. We're lucky that Andrews gets enough targets, and like like Tyler was saying, I mean, maybe if the quarterback changes, the volume will change. But I don't think there's ever going to be enough to to feed two different tight ends in the in, 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 I, in any offense. Yeah, that, that make I think people relevant. would be surprised at how little Isaiah likely actually did in 2022. It's good for a rookie tight end, but it's not even the best or near the best among this group of rookies. Like. There were players in this group of rookies who did better, you know, than, than he did. Um, like, uh, you know, Daniel Bellinger had similar per game production, just missed some time. You know, it was far more efficient on the targets he received mm-hmm. uh, than Isaiah Likely. And then there were other players. I mean, Greg Dulcich was infinitely better. But I, for some reason, I feel like there was like a fascination with Isaiah Likely that I don't really understand. Um, in terms of uh, Jalen Warren, uh, well, I do like him, but I don't know. The ADP says that Isaiah Likely is worth more. I don't really agree. I do. I, I'd rather. I think they're close. I'd rather have Warren just because of the whole thing. You know, you hear a lot of uh, fantasy analysts talk about loading up on those backup running backs because you know when they're going to score you points, and if Najee gets hurt, I, I think also the chances of. What's more likely that Baltimore adds like two high end wide receivers or that the Steelers add another running back? Because to be honest, I think it's more likely that considering Eric DeCosta's comments about Rashad mm, Davis, DeAndre Hopkins is coming in, bro. Yeah, that's, he's, he's that's already very in unlikely. Let's go. You see the plane land? <laughs> uh, DeAndre yeah, Hopkins. Can you track the plane? <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, I, you know, I, I don't want. I, I don't want uh, people to get overly excited, but I, I have a feeling, just just a feeling, that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a chief. Just a feeling, you know. Just interesting. I can't uh-huh. say anything more about it uh-huh. than that, but we'll we'll have to see. We'll have the to fa- see what happens. The just fantasy know. implications. Wouldn't that be exciting? Wouldn't that yes. be great? I think we would uh, all seriously be very though. Excited. Oh, like that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he'd be a he'd probably be, he'd be a top five drafted wide receiver next season, right? Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and you add DeAndre Hopkins to the yeah. team. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I um, think he'd be a top five drafted wide receiver in fantasy next season. Right? I, I do think the odds of the Steelers adding a running back are almost zero. zero. Like I, anyone of anything other than 
you know, you can always draft around five, six or seven. Yeah, I was about to say around five, maybe. You always yeah. can. You can sign a veteran like, you know. Samaji Piran. Uh, no, no. Samaji Piran, <laughs> actually, <laughs> I think is too good. You would steal a job. Uh, Samaji uh, Piran, I actually think is out of their range of price. I was more talking about someone like I, I literally just, Williams. It was the first veteran free agent. Or Matt Breida. That level. Samaji Piran, I legitimately think, look good and is going to sign somewhere where he is expected to do more than just uh, carry the water bottle. And I'll say this, Jalen Warren, uh, you, you were kind of mentioning it. He looked really good for what for what he was asked to do in that offense. I, I thought he was very impressive. He looked more explosive than Najee. I mean, he's faster. But um, kind of remind me of Isaiah Pacheco a little bit. Um, just explosive, uh, raw. I, I don't know. Really? No? I, I think, no. It's a little different for me. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco does nothing as a pass blocker in the passing game. Jalen Warren is competent in those areas. Jalen Warren, to me, is you just You see more... Isaiah Pacheco in the playoffs? He was catching passes all over the place. Uh, I don't know about that. He was. <laughs> I don't know. I would make eight catches, I think. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, there, that, that can happen. But throughout the yeah. season, he wasn't used that way. Uh, but I do think Jalen Warren is someone that, you know, is just kind of a <sighs> boring version of the starter that they have. Uh, I think he looks explosive. I, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes. I had a little bit but of you always look explosive when you have only a few touches a game. It's always easier it's to look explosive true. when you don't have to carry sure. 15 times. Sure. And I Nash think Najee Harris, if he only had like, five he, carries a game, would would do would be more explosive. He's bigger, you know. He's he's you know, he's a grinder a little bit more. A little bit more. Hey, JR. <laughs> <laughs> why can't why can't my wife just tell me what she wants for dinner? Why do I need to guess? I've heard the thing. You give them two options, and then they feel good because they're making a decision, and they feel it feels easy to them because it's two wow. options you like, and there you go. Or they just say, I don't know, whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's like what you're going to say, and then it'd be like, oh, I don't know, what do you want? I don't know. But what do you want? Yeah. And then you give them one option. It's like, okay, what about this? It's like, that's what happens when we like want to talk about going to a restaurant. It's like, I don't know. I I'll go here. Why, why, why don't we go here? Or I mean, why don't we go here? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Tyler doesn't do that as much. <laughs> do what? The whole back and forth. No, everyone do just do, does do what I tell do? them to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, I was that just thinking such, about doing that, that with like you. Eventually, Tyler, Tyler would just lie. be like, you know what? We're just going. We're just doing it. <laughs> that's that's the real me coming out by the way like i you, i always say it like i always say it like the show persona is a toned down version of the real thing that's the real me like slipping out that i try not to let slip out on the show um it's worse more this than than i am on the show i i like actively try to like keep myself like little quieter than i really am um andrew give 103 and 105 get 101 and 110 mm. yeah uh that's not enough for 101. <laughs> yeah yeah it's the one. yeah 101 i feel like is worth more yeah 103 yeah. looks better than it did though oh yeah and the 105 uh yeah i'd say so 
feels even to me. I don't know. I really like that one. I understand. I understand why you say that. Seriously. It's that 105, 106 range. You're, you're going to get a good prospect this yeah. year, it seems like, if the draft, you know, I know Grinding the Mocks released their new stuff today. If it goes anything like that, I think we're good. It's like 105, 106. Tell me more about that mock. What 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 are some of the things that it said? Uh, I got to go look at it again because it's all the mocks. It's it's new mock. It's it's a collective. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you. It takes a consensus of all the it's mock drafts. It's a consensus of all the mock drafts and they round up the yeah, data. I, mean, I, yeah. um, I use NFL mock draft database for that, but I feel like that's always a little bit behind. Yeah, I've heard of grinding mocks. I've heard that's one yeah. of. The, I heard, I've lo- I looked at it a lot last year, and I just like the layout for that for the mock draft database site. Mm-hmm. It's very very easy to click through, and you can get all the info in one place. So that's that's why I like it. It's the it's the one on one though. Uh, I would agree. With that. That's the one one. What would you add to Watson for Lamar? Well, I'd like to get rid of uh, Watson. Um, <laughs> because, uh, I, I don't like him and, you know, I like having fun. Uh, yeah. Stunningly. I care about something other than winning Rocky. Um, I don't. Yeah, I know you don't. Um, <laughs> I, no, I just, yeah, I, I, I can compartmentalize it. So yeah, I know some people I, don't want to like do the that. One, it's the one thing where like Russ and I have anything in common. Yeah. As like actually playing. Because otherwise we couldn't be more different. See, the way I view it is I'm not I'm not rostering Deshaun Watson. I'm rostering Deshaun Watson's stats. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I see that. You you should hear some of the stuff I've said about Deshaun Watson on this show. It's 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 uh let's just say that I don't like him. I don't blame you. Well, I often I even offered I, I don't like Deshaun Watson the human being either. I offered I think I offered at some point. That, you know, I, I'm from New York. There's a lot of people who are into fashion. I offered to get him fitted for his orange jumpsuit. I was very, <laughs> I thought I was very generous in offering to get him fitted for that. Um, you know, but yeah, I don't really like Deshaun Watson. And I, you know, he looked horrible. And, you know, maybe he's a little distracted and there are other things going on. So he did he, look. He doesn't bad. have his normal release. I expected him to look bad when he, when he, uh, I don't think you expected him back. to look that bad. I mean, this was. There's a difference between bad. And I think we all expect him to look rusty at least the first but not game. This bad. maybe a game two, but this like, was yeah, a level really of put bad. It I don't think I yeah. expected. Yeah. I still expected him to be an improvement on Jacoby Brissett, and he was not. No, that's weird. He was not only not an improvement. Jacoby Brissett was, Brissett was impressive, though. On the other hand, kind of uh, or what Jacoby Brissett well, is. To be really sure. honest with you, I think we only say that. In knowing how bad Watson was, Jacoby Brissett, like in isolation. No, 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 no. no. I, I think it's more that I expected Jacoby Brissett to be horrible. You know, I think that's probably more what it is a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he did about what I expected. You know, I mean, up, he averaged 163. You know, or yeah, I mean, it was in the his 11 starts. Okay, he had 2600. It, he only had 11, uh, 12 passing touchdowns though. I mean and 11 starts and even playing throughout the whole season. You know, he did have his best completion percentage of his career. Yards per attempt was 7.1, which is not nothing special. I mean, he was fine. It, it's what you expect from your, I would expect your average competent NFL backup on a roster as good as what the Browns had to offer to, to do something similar. I wasn't overly impressed. I heard a lot of people saying that Jacoby Brissett should get a starting job in 2023 based on that performance. And I was like, 
No. No, he should get another backup job. He showed he can do the job. Definitely a good backup job, though. Yeah, I, I agree with that. There's uh, been some but, talk around here that he could come to the Eagles. Uh, that would be a good fit. Minshew's contract is up. So yeah, yeah Minshew, I think, is going to go somewhere where their path to potentially starting is a little more open. Yeah, not saying right. he's going to be a starter because I don't think so. But I don't think he's going to be a starter. But, you know, where Minshew could sign somewhere with someone a little. I mean, Jalen Hurts is one of the more established quarterbacks in the league at this stage. Yes. Like if, if Minshew signed, I'd expect him to sign somewhere at least a little more up in the air. Even if it's only a little bit more like Green I mean, Bay with Jordan Love. Versus Jared Stidham in Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they could sign Minshew instead and then go after Will Levis. I just don't think Jared Stidham is even good enough to be a player. No, yeah, I was joking. Yeah, I, I, no, I don't think. No, but I actually think it's a good suggestion. I actually think it's a good suggestion. They could sign Gardner Minshew because if they just have Jared Stidham and go into the NFL draft, then it's so obvious what they're, what they're doing, right? We know, yeah. we know what they're going to do. But if they sign Gardner Minshew, at least that's someone who's been a real starter before for more than one game. Yeah, and if they do get a Levis or something, if they want to, they could use Minshew as a bridge for, you know. A couple the, uh, games. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah, the I, I could Tyrod Taylor thing. Or, you know, there's always um, Tennessee, I feel like, needs a backup quarterback. I am serious. Malik Willis is that guy. Oh, I, I'm with you. You saw <laughs> me get rid of him. God. I did, yeah. God. I'm so happy. It's one of my worst draft picks I've ever made. It's like, it seemed like such a good idea. It was, I think I had sent over 50 offers to try to get rid of him until uh, from when I drafted him to, to that moment. I could not have been more excited. Somehow I got a 25. I, that one you talked about on Trade Addicts. That one was big <laughs> enough for you to talk about. And, and you preferred, well, all of you Willis preferred my side. Weird. I was very happy. But yeah, there was a guy in one of the Trade Addicts leagues had a bunch of picks in, in the second. He, I think he drafted Willis, Ritter, and Corral. That, that did not work out Ritter so well. Ritter wasn't bad. Uh, Ritter is not good. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I don't, for the return on investment, you could probably recoup your return, your pick that you used on Ritter. Especially now they're not going to the early second. It sounds like he used, I don't know. Yeah. But did, was I'm not paying Ritter in the early second? Mid, Last year? I mean, that's not where his ADP was. Oh, I just heard what you see. Yeah. yeah. Rocky was saying. He, he, was, he was going in, in the mid second ish almost everywhere I saw. Uh, I mean, I just wrote about this. A different article. I oh, I got back to writing. Isn't this exciting? Aren't <laughs> the people exciting. excited? <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I, I think he went. Um, what was the two ten in uh, twenty twenty two May? Oh, I saw him go a lot higher. Than, maybe not a lot higher, but higher than uh, that, many see. many leagues that I was. Oh wow, in. higher than I thought. Seventeen. I yeah, have done so that. it's like. That's like the two of five. That's about where I would say I was seeing him going. Yeah, yeah that was average. a mistake. I yeah. didn't have him ranked there. You know, Willis was 204. I, I had him. I mean, I got them, but I, I believe I picked Willis at the 211. Yeah, I wasn't really interested. In it. I was the only one I was even taking a little bit was Corral, and that was only because he was going more late second, early third, and I would draft him. What more. I've learned is that we're past the point, and this is super flex strategy, so we'll actually talk about it for a second. We're past the point of any quarterback being worth a first or anywhere near no. Like, you know. Any what? Anywhere near it. Any, like, I don't oh, think you Any of those get, 
quarterbacks. No, from, no, it's more I like it used to be like every start, any starting every quarterback, starting quarterback, quarterback you've had to get. Oh, I see. Year. I see what you're saying. I see what you're like, saying. I see you you're cannot saying. get in most leagues from people who are competent. You can't get a 24 first for Geno Smith or Mac Jones anymore. Not not from people who know what they're doing. Even Matthew Stafford or someone more established, I feel like you're going to struggle. Maybe you'll get a 24 first for Russell Wilson. Maybe. Maybe for Jared Goff or Derek Carr. Maybe. Most people, I feel like, aren't even getting that. So, like, we're already at over half the starting quarterbacks are not worth a 24 first. So you, it's not what it used to be. So the point of that story is that if you take someone with uh, who wasn't picked in the first round in, like, the early second, your value upside, unless you get picked the one Jalen Hurts, of which there's one every five years, your value upside is minimal and your value downside is most of the value range. Like Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis have actually lost value. Despite the fact that Desmond Ritter started a few games and wasn't bad, has still lost value off of that 205 selection. I think people think the Falcons are in a draft a quarterback or bring in someone else. Right, but I'm saying you pretty much got what you wanted from Desmond Ritter, what you were hoping for. I mean, that's what you were hoping for and he's still in game value. Because, of course, people think they're going to replace him because he only was had third-round draft capital. And, like, how good did you expect him to be in year one? So even, like, you got everything you wanted, and he still didn't gain value. So what you shouldn't have picked him at 205 in the first place. If you picked him at 212 or around there, then you had some value to gain. There was some upside. But at 205, no. I think some people just thought he would win the job outright, you know, just those people were delusional. after the first couple weeks, maybe. Right, but those you know, people were delusional yeah. and always were. I didn't think, I didn't. So it's, it, it's never that. my job to help people not be delusional. I can't do that. <laughs> like that's, that's just not going to be, like there are always going to be people that are delusional. But what I've learned is that those people are not actually looking, coming to me for advice. So I, I, mean, I, I just, do think, People thought that he would get the job at some point in the season, which he did. And I do he think did, at yeah. that point, you could at least get your second back, if not a little more oh, at, yeah, that yeah, point. at that point. Exactly. Yeah. But if you took him in at 205, the value upside, if you're only looking to get a second back, the value upside is limited. Right. Whereas if you were maybe getting two seconds at best, like at that point. Or something. I, I, I didn't really see anything like that, though. Yeah. No, but it, but if he wins that job at, early in the season, you – I, I bet you someone might trade a first round pick, a, a future I, I first round pick. I really, before. really think we are past that. I really do. I really don't see that. Just anymore. like if he won the job early season, but he would I probably have to have a good game. At I least, just don't see know. that anymore. I think people, this has been talked about a lot on Dynasty Pods lately, not just mine or this show. I hear this all the time that the market is getting smarter, that things that worked three years ago don't work now. Like it's you do you can't just trade the older running back for a young running back coming in in a first like you used to be able to you can't that doesn't that doesn't happen like you can't just trade these quarterbacks these crappy quarterbacks for a late first or early second at like like clockwork you can't do that either like it it has changed so since it's changed you have to adjust your strategy accordingly and, and my recommendation is to avoid these non first round quarterbacks. Uh, you know, in the early second or, you know, push them down to the late second at a, at a minimum. So I won't be having any Hendon hooker <laughs> in the mid second this year. That's uh, not, I'm not going to do that. Especially since he's going to be injured. <laughs> That's even worse. He's not even going to play. 
Uh, so I definitely don't want That's him. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, luckily this year, there's four good quarterbacks. I think that people will be accept- more excited for three. Yeah, three. We'll love sucks. Yeah, there we uh, go. <laughs> yeah, I, was say, I don't know about four good quarterbacks. Yeah. But they four that are going to go in the top ten. In, in, yeah, that's the key. Yeah, four yeah, highly yeah. valued quarterbacks might be the better way to put it. Rocky, I know that you, uh, you know, you don't like quarterback at all. Nobody says I don't like. It's not that I don't like. I just don't like paying up for quarterback. I think they, it's it's too much, and you don't need to. Yeah, I, th- I think also that the, the market is more with you than ever. Yes. It's more with you than ever. Um, and honestly, last year was like the people say, like, because Mahomes and Hertz and Allen or whoever were so much better. I that, that that sort of proves you need to get the good quarterback. Like, to me, that last year proved you don't because there it was like three or four guys and then everyone else. And I'm sure tons and tons of people won, won fantasy dynasty fantasy titles without Burrow or Mahomes or Allen or Hertz. I don't think that just gave you, you know that only those people were winning titles last year. Yeah, I think I think we tend to agree that you can get a bunch of the late, you know, quarterbacks and that the the mid quarterbacks are overvalued. Um I, I think I still like the top quarterbacks a lot more than you. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> do. Most people do. Yeah. Not that I don't like them, I just don't like paying for them or the value I have to give for them. Generally guys like uh a lot of, I guess, some of your favorites are, are often some of the players I avoid. Um, yeah, I mean, I I probably like mid, the mid tier quarterbacks more than you do too. Like, depending on which ones they are. I, I hope you're a cousin's guy, Tyler. I'm not. Ah, uh, you were five years boy. younger, maybe. But he's not. Yeah, I said. How do you feel about that Geno Smith contract? That made you interested in a mid tier quarterback, kind of. I'd rather have Geno Smith at his price than Kirk Cousins at his, if that's what you're yeah. asking. That's the thing. Cousins all of a sudden this last year or so was finally like people actually like him a little bit. So it's gotten kind of annoying. Yeah. That's why I'm totally out. <laughs> yeah. But that's for totally years and years, you could, when he was younger, you could get him for a cheaper price than you can probably get him now. Daniel Jones is interesting. Yeah. I don't know what to do with Daniel Jones. I don't Put him on the block. Daniel jo- yeah. I don't have Put him much. on the block and let the market decide. I think he's too. I think he's a little overvalued right I, now. I have him in two dynasty superflex leagues. I've been trying to trade him, and I feel like I'm giving at all. Maybe this is going to your point you made earlier, Tyler, uh, that people just aren't falling for it now. <laughs> I, I'm not. not trying to swindle anyone though. I'm They're like, I'm, I'm throwing out creative trades. I'm doing so much, and it just doesn't seem like anyone. I mean, they're saying they want Daniel Jones because they need a quarterback, but they're like, I don't really want Daniel Jones, you know? I mean, no, I think exactly. he's worth a first, a late first. Uh, I have Daniel Jones almost exactly equivalent in value to the 108, so I would agree. Yeah. And, you know, he gives you the he gives you some the rushing upside. I think he, last year was probably his best year running the ball ever, right? Like, yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, would, yeah. I would rather have a lot of these quarterbacks over – if the choice is that or taking Will Levis, who I don't like. So that's kind of kind of inform my ranking of these middle and quarterbacks that are worth in the mid to late later first range to see it'll help you, me sort them. I'm curious, sir. You keep mentioning Levis. So I I haven't done like I haven't dove into the quarterbacks as much as I will before the draft, but I'm not I know his combine was ridiculous, but I'm not super high on no, not Levis, Richardson. 
So I was about to say, I was curious where you're at on Richardson. Dude, you mentioned was him. ridiculous. Uh, with Richardson, um, well, in Superflex right now, I have him uh, ranked at 104. So is that just in terms of value and where you think he's going to go, or do you think he's going to be a good quarterback? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a real good real life quarterback, but I, uh, I think he's going to be good for fantasy as long as he's playing. And we have the same concerns about Lamar to a degree, and it's been fine. So I. True. And Lamar went at 32 overall, um, or 31 or 32, and, and Richardson is going to go top 10. So might, he's going to get multiple chances. Who knows? There's an argument to have Richardson at 102. I mean, he has more fantasy upside than either Bryce Young or C.D. Stroud. I mean, I could see it. I've actually heard that often. And he's not a tiny little man like Bryce Young. Bryce Young is very short. <laughs> um, I've heard that like often that Anthony Richardson should be 102 or even 101. I've heard that. I don't agree with I'm that. I'm not there yet. I don't agree. 101 in rookie that. drafts? That's what I, I've heard that yeah, quite often. It's not happening. I agree with you. It's, I think it's crazy, <laughs> but I have heard it. But I do think at this point, I think it's uh, gotten to the point where he has shown enough upside and will have the draft capital that you know he should be in with uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, even though we don't like him as much as a real-life prospect. You know, his lack of or his fantasy upside makes up for his more higher risk in real life if that makes sense and i'll have the draft capital if he doesn't have the draft capital i'll move him down but he's uh, he's not gonna fall that far he's so getting I, I think he's gonna have the draft capital yeah yeah the lowest i mean it, of, it could be like a justin fields thing you know where it like falls to 14 you know still <laughs> we're in i think that's unlikely yeah, yeah and that's that's falling right it, I don't think it would hurt him that much in terms of. But the difference is that Anthony Richardson interviewed well and Justin Fields didn't. Yeah, that's true. That's important. It can't be underestimated. It is important. It's more important than I think people think. But we don't think about it because we're not seeing those interviews. I do. I think it's an edge, to be honest. Sorry, when I said we, I just meant the average dynasty person, I guess. I think it's an edge. I think there's a lot of uh, players who interviewed very poorly that, in retrospect, you. It is something to keep an eye on if someone is really like not hitting the notes. But I don't think there was any player that stood out at this combine for like, oh, that player just—they rubbed me the wrong way. You know, I, there wasn't there wasn't that kind of player like Baker Mayfield. You know, that would be an example of a player who just didn't rub me the wrong way from the start. And maybe I should have factored that in a little bit. Speaking of the interview process, why do those teams still ask these bizarrely weird questions? Like, come on now. But no, the questions they asked, they asked Anthony Richardson were fair. They're questions about accuracy. I mean, those yeah. are the questions. Those are I'm questions t- people want to know. I I'm mean, talking he was not like, very accurate. In college. I'm not talking about accuracy. I'm talking about like, if you were stranded on a boat, what three items would you well, take? That is Stuff a ridiculous like that. question. That's not the kind of thing I'm talking about. But I give Anthony Richardson credit for the way he answered questions about his uh, – weaknesses in college he, he did a good job of um not blaming everyone else and not ta- making excuses dave talked about this on yesterday's show uh, so you can still go back and watch his conversation about that he was there you know i wasn't there but you know you can watch anthony richardson's videos i suggest you do that you know you're gonna make a pick in dynasty you're gonna have this player for a long time you might as well get as much information about them as possible let's let's look at this one pacheco or rondell moore blockbuster it's it's pretty easily Pacheco for me. It's a tough one. 
I just am not a big believer in Rondell Moore. I'm I, neither am I. And and I think Pacheco has probably got that job for next year, which is all you know. Really, that's fine enough to. You don't think so? Oh, I definitely don't think so. No. Damn, Montgomery's coming. You think they're going to sign someone or draft uh, someone? I have heard uh, uh, quite a few things that they're interested in taking a running back very early. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, that's what I've, I've heard that. Uh, they think that they're going to – they have receiver to address. They have running back to address. Honestly, those are the two biggest needs. To me, those are the two weak, biggest weaknesses. So they have some weaknesses, not many. Those are actually two big problems. Receiver is a problem. Running back is a problem. I think they're going to address one of those via high-priced free agent or something. DeAndre Hopkins, hopefully, uh, at wide receiver. And then the other one they'll address with whatever they don't address uh, via that that process. But uh, there was a, some discussion of them being in on potentially Jameer Gibbs at that 31 pick. It's a good value, potentially an option. But they also have other picks. You know, this is a deep running back class. I think that if they don't want to go running back in the first, I think the second round, you know, someone like uh, competent, like Zach Charbonnet kind of hits all the boxes. Isaiah Pacheco does not hit all the boxes. They could use someone who you could really trust with a starter's workload. They want someone a little more flashy. Uh, Devon A. Chain would, would work well, could be there at 64. Doubt it. Honestly, I think he'll be gone. Teams love the speed. But Zach Charbonnet would be the one that I would think they would be linked to if they were going in the second. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, if they went in the first, in terms of a free agent, it is David Montgomery, uh, someone who's good at everything, doesn't excel in anything, but you can trust with your starting role. No pass protection meltdowns, no dropped passes, no running the wrong way. These are all things that running backs on the Chiefs have done in recent years. (laughs) Um, So I I would say that Isaiah Pacheco concerns me. Ronda Moore also concerns me, though. <laughs> also concerns me. No quarterback. I mean, no quarterback this year. And it is terrifying for me with Rondell Moore that Greg Dortch came in, played the same role, and nothing changed. Nothing. Except the name on the back of the jersey. Nothing. Greg did Dortch Rondell probably Moore produced better than Rondell Moore did. I believe Rondell Moore was a little bit better. And, okay. and he was given the role. I remember Dorch having some pretty consistent fantasy scoring for a little while there. Moore did as well for the limited period of time that he, when he played, he got that role completely to himself. Now there is no more Kingsbury. So that role doesn't exist. Right. Like that role was a Kingsbury thing. So I, I don't know what that's going to look like next year, but I will say that, you know, it's terrifying that a nobody came in and did the exact same thing and Rondo Moore seemed to add nothing versus that player. So I am scared of that. I guess I'll take Pacheco because I don't want either of these. But whichever one I take, I want to get them off my team immediately. That's a good point. I think Pacheco has is more likely to I, I lose value throughout the offseason, though. That's my only problem. I do think Pacheco has more value right now, and I do want to get both these guys off my team right now. It's just like like you said, I think Pacheco is more likely to get replaced than Rondell Moore. So, and if he does, then he has no value. So Rondell Moore could get replaced too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, but DeAndre Hopkins is going to be gone, right? Yeah, uh, but we, when DeAndre Hopkins is gone, they there's going to be draft Brown. capital that comes back with that. And Arizona's yeah. in play to trade down from number three because they're not going to be a receiver at three. But if they trade down from three, uh, they're not sure there's going to be even more potential draft capital to draft a wide receiver. And I think a wide it's, receiver it's is kind of a reasonable thing but, for them to do. 
to start rebuilding their young talent on the team. You don't want to pick a running back if you're going to suck in year one, but a wide receiver. Yeah, you I don't know, think they're going to pick a running back or a wide receiver. Uh, probably. Well, I think they but might I, if they trade DeAndre Hopkins away. They could take yeah. a wide receiver top around two. But they're not. Yeah, they they're absolutely not could. They're not trading like down from three. Brown, though, too. And well, they could trade down from three if a team is so enamored. I mean, what if a team offers? Good package. Yeah. What if Carolina offered you nine and a 24 first and another pick in this year's draft? You wouldn't be interested in that? I, I mean, might be interested in that. I don't know. Arizona the, is like 20 oh. players away from being a, a competent roster. Not one. So they're so far. They trading down, I think, would be a great move for them. They are one of the worst disasters in the NFL. I know, but Will Anderson is a premier talent. He, he, he's he's, he's so freaking good. Will Anderson's so freaking good. He, he's amazing. You want to build <laughs> no, I get, I get that. I, I just, you know, quarterback prices that people are willing to pay up is insane. And I mean, I'm with Ryan. The rumor, the rumor is on the street that the Texans might not even take a quarterback. So, like, oh, that's bullshit. They're calling about Jimmy G, aren't they? They would still take a quarterback. They picked Jimmy G, but but the second round always has really good wide receivers. So, still to your point, wide receivers is definitely not out of it. And they'll definitely, and they would have another second round pick after trading Hopkins, Uh, because that's going to be the return for Hopkins, apparently. I mean, I could highlight three names that uh grinding the mocks here. Well, there's, I mean, there's so many rookies that could go in the second round. I mean, at 35, uh, like Josh Downs could still be there. You want me to bring the board up real quick? Uh, I don't think we need it. Okay. Right. Paid him? In the context of free agency. But no, because we were talking about people in their prime. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he was not really. It, that's actually the probably the closest I can think of. But he's yeah, he was still because yeah. he had the, the yeah, he had the injury. There were question yeah. marks. Yeah. Um, cutting Kenny Gold. <laughs> giant. Yeah, okay. What I appreciate this question, but but what kind of chips though? Oh, <laughs> chips, chips, Ryan. Oh, I don't know. Mayo coffee. What about ranch coffee? What oh do we think God. about that? I, I don't drink I don't any know. coffee, so I'm the wrong person to answer this question. I, like, I don't know. No, both are gross. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. You don't need to drink coffee to understand how gross this is, right? Oh, well, yes, I, I definitely <laughs> think that both sound pretty disgusting. Yes, I like coffee black and nothing else. I like a little cream, a little sugar. If it was my just optimal coffee, but I drink coffee black plenty. Andrew's best games ever in his career were with Huntley. Yeah, 2021, though. Uh, I was looking at stats. He, he's, he's got one or two games that are better than that, but you're, you're pretty close. You're pretty close. What jersey number is Rodgers taking with 12 being retired? I think if Rodgers comes to New York, he'll, uh, they'll unretire 12. I'm pretty sure they already is said Joe, they would. Joe Namath? Is it pretty sure Namath? that they already I'm pretty sure Joe already said that he would. Yeah. He would what? You would unretire the number. number. Really? I'm pretty sure he did say that, yes. I I think that's real news. That's pretty cool. Yeah. (sighs) That's been talking about. Dude got a banger against I was just going to say his number would be one because that's all I I just cares about is number one. (laughs) Rocky, I almost did the same exact thing. I swear. But how can he even see what number he cares about because he spends all his time in the darkness? That's that's true. true. And you know – 
he gets all of his news. It's I think the most interesting thing, the most interesting thing that's going to happen. And you know, this is at the risk of saying this, but I don't I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say it anyway. I think the most exciting thing is that Aaron Rodgers is going to play if he goes to the Jets for a team owned by Woody Johnson. Johnson, the owner of Johnson and Johnson, who he criticized and yeah. blamed for a lot of things. That, I think, is going to be the most interesting craziness that comes out of all of this, that that would actually be the case, as crazy as that is, um, given what he said about that company. Um, you can go watch Aaron Rodgers' um, interviews on the Pat back, McAfee show uh, if you have nothing better to do with your life, um, which I, I don't know. I, I think this is much better use of your time. It'll Agreed. actually help you win something. Definitely finish up here first. Um, <laughs> over watching Aaron Rodgers' uh, videos. Mark Andrews benefits from the threat of Lamar running. Uh, um, he does. Not for fantasy, though, because for fantasy, the threat of Lamar running takes away a potential target pie. But in terms of real-life NFL, absolutely. And, and re- there's always a difference between real-life NFL a correlation, and fantasy. though, to Lamar Jackson running and Mark Andrews just being a little bit more open and having more time yeah, to get Yeah, but it. the biggest correlation is more pass attempts means bigger target pie means more fantasy points. That's Remember, as I always say, I said it earlier, I'll repeat it if anyone wasn't watching earlier, it's target share that's sticky more than overall number of targets quarterback drives the offense quarterback drives the offense There's a reason it's the most important position in the NFL. And there's a reason why it has such wide ranging effects on our fantasy teams, because it does. And we have to recognize that. Um, it's why DJ Moore has never really given us what we want. Don't I think this me. is a comment we were talking about two tight ends. Uh, really yeah. Yeah. That's on the same team together. And yeah, I Isaiah likely is well. the exception that proves the rule. Too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, I think is the closest thing that we and ever Dallas we had to that. Never even like yeah. barely startable. When Zach yeah, he was, was barely playing. startable. I just don't see it with Isaiah likely for, for me, he's a sell because if they add some more wide receivers, his share of already small target pie is not going to increase because I think that, Isaiah likely was more targeted out of necessity. And I think that wide receivers that are added are going to be more talented than he is, which yeah. will hurt him. And you said Goddard Nerds is the closest and Goddard wasn't even that startable. Goddard was a no, better you, you tight would end. know. I mean, Philadelphia yeah. fan, and you would know that he was not. Goddard was a better yeah. prospect, tight end prospect than likely was. Oh, I and, mean, that's and not even Andrews close. is better than. And that's what I'm saying. And Andrews yeah. is better than Ertz ever was. So what makes you think likely oh. is going to produce with Andrews when Goddard couldn't produce with Ertz? So that's that's pretty good. Uh, I think I think people should replay that when they're thinking <laughs> about Isaiah Likely. I like that logic. Yeah. I think that I think that's really all we well, need. Thank you. <laughs> and um, it is probably the best comp, by the way, Tyler. I, I like that. There just isn't much yeah. else. Yeah. You know, it's two tight ends on the same team is not is not common. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you trade Calvin Ridley for the two hundred two? Uh, super flex because it matters. It, it matters does. A lot. Yeah. Um, but... I think I would. I think I would. I think I just. I think with Calvin Ridley, we have to remember that in 2021, he was not just bad. He was not just bad. He was horrible. I will say though, he even before the whole, and maybe it was because of the gambling thing. There was, you know, he. Originally, had stepped away from mental health issues. Yeah, but he was bad before that. He was but bad. I'm saying he was maybe playing. he was having those issues all season, maybe. and then he stepped away. 
but then that's possible. But you know, as someone who struggled with a lot of these these types of things, how do you know that it, if that's really the case? How do you know that it improved between now and then? That, that's then true. and now, that's like, true. why could the same it's thing? Like he's not, had an easy go of it the last couple of years. <laughs> I think it's more likely that something happened between 2020 and 2021 that was negative of whatever cause, and then all of a sudden. It's not as good. I'm not expecting Calvin Ridley to come back and be a wide receiver one. I, I think Christian Kirk is going to be the wide doesn't, receiver one on that team. He doesn't uh, have to, though. No, I agree with that. But to be worth the 202 at 28 years old, he has to... 29 unless, next season. Yeah, he turns 29 yeah. in season. He has to... If he doesn't give you... He, he's not going to value... He's not going to take the value route to recoup that pick. So he has to give you something on the field. And he's... To recoup that value, he's got to give you like top twenty. Otherwise, it's not worth it. And top twenty is asking a lot. I mean, on a team that had Christian Kirk play very well and who's not going anywhere. I mean, they committed a lot of money to him. Zay Jones actually was—he's not Calvin Ridley, but he played very well last year. I don't think he's going to just evaporate into thin air. And Evan Ingram is back, who also played well last year. I, I just think expecting top twenty from Calvin Ridley, he's not going to be ranked there for redraft. I think for redraft, he's probably going to be ranked somewhere in the 30. Yeah. Low 30s. Yeah. You know, 30, between 30 and 35. Um, and you're out on him completely. At, the, at a 202 price. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No. So, yeah. I don't, super flex, non super flex, 202 for me. And Pat Fryermuth over all. I was just going to say, I don't disagree with a lot of what you said, but I'd rather have Pat Fryermuth yeah. over the 202. Oh, that's a whole hey, separate. Yeah, let's um, go. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth is very undervalued. I do not understand. Honestly, I don't understand. Maybe this will be a hot take. I really don't think it is. I think it's just name recognition. Why is George Kittle worth more? Why? Because he's named George Kittle? Because he's better, more paid more? Because he's better in the real NFL? Why is George Kittle worth more? Because he has boom games that Pratt Firemuth hasn't really had. Five years older. George Kittle's going to be 30 in September. Why is he worth more? He doesn't really produce consistently for fantasy. He disappears no, he 13 of the 17 games. Quarterback situation is terrifying. It's either Brock Purdy with one arm or Trey Lance, who has delivered zero as a passer since 2019. It's, it's because they have games where he gets like two touchdowns, 100 yards, and then has like three huge stiff arms. So, it, yeah, it's because <laughs> he's named George Kittle, though. I mean, George Kittle is the best blocking tight end in the NFL. I mean, close he had to it. eight really good games last year and missed two games. So, I mean, like, I, I get it. I get why people are drafting. George Kittle averaged 51 receiving yards a game last year. And he's almost 30. He scored he, a lot he of not a touchdown year last year, didn't he? Yeah. He had and, 11 touchdowns. I mean, like, yeah. how much did you we never love Mark Andrews? Down, how many yeah. yards per game did he have last year? You know, like, I don't know. Like, 52. Um, <laughs> but... You know, I don't know. I, I I see. I just see it. I, I see why people love George Kittle. I, I I get. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying it's right, but I get it. But I, I think Pat Fryermuth is the one you want to target. So I would much rather have him over Calvin Ridley. Kittle's also in a better offense. Uh not if uh, not if Trey Lance is playing. Not if Trey Lance is playing. Mm-hmm. Trey Lance is bad. 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 Bad news. Bad news. We don't want I'm that. not convinced he's bad or good. I want to I, I want to see. I think if he were that good, we would have seen something. Uh, something in he, this period of time. 
he's only played like what four? Well, four that's games? his fault. Part I mean, four games. If he were that good, I think they would have. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo in 2021 was like had so many injuries, but he was still playing. If he was so great, maybe he would have had more of a chance during that period of time. You know, they maybe did, he would have. They did go to the something. NFC Championship game in 21, didn't they? Yeah, and Garoppolo was running on nothing. Like he was injured. But so you're, many not gonna, injuries. you're not going to switch quarterbacks on a team that's on a run to the NFC Championship game. I mean, you know, you, you would say that, but Trey Lance didn't look good in the few the 49ers that he themselves kind of didn't did look it, good in uh, during the Super Bowl run uh, with Colin Kaepernick a little bit. But nobody expected because him to look was... good year one. And Trey Lance also, if they really believed in him, they made every effort. They hung on to Jimmy Garoppolo like a life raft <laughs> in an ocean. They really believed in him. They wouldn't have cared, but they didn't believe in him. And and they, I think that they've wanted to undo that trade and that pick since like the moment they made it. I think they wanted a do-over. Now they have their do-over. And that do-over got hurt. But if that do-over was healthy, Brock Purdy, there's no conversation. There was no conversation. The conversation was over. Until Brock Purdy got hurt, there wasn't a debate. There wasn't a conversation. Brock Purdy was the starter. Now I, I still think they would have given Lance the job next year I because I think because because they invested so much in him. And and I, and I think Brock Purdy is a little overrated. Like he was basically like it's because he was Mr. Irrelevant that everyone got so excited about him. He was basically Jimmy Garoppolo with a, maybe a few less interceptions. But that, I mean, that's pretty good for no, a rookie. I, I just think that you need to look at you see you saw what happened with the Jets this year, right? With the Mike White t-shirts. Watch every 49ers player exit interview. You know who the starter was gonna be. You know it was clear where the support was. It's all with after they lost. It's all with Brock Purdy. None with Trey Lance. It's all there. You can watch the interviews. It's like it's like the Mike White t-shirts. You can kind of see where the the vibe was going. It was Brock Purdy. Now we'll never know because now the injury happened. There's no way to ever know. I but just think I'm like adamant down. that it was Brock Purdy. It three doesn't matter. Some cost. Picks. You can't. Some cost. If you trade he, away your he, first it's dynasty, not like he was bad. Like you're saying he was bad, but he only played. How many full games did he play? Three. You just don't have a like. You don't own an NFL job just because there's a sunk cost. I mean, Ray GQ talked about this on his. But I think show. they're going to give him a chance. I'm not saying he owns. Like it could have been oh, sure, he gets six need... games and then Brock Purdy starts because he was horrible or something. You don't have like the right to a chance either. Like just because it, you know you you say you don't lose your job to injury, but that's usually reserved for people who've actually done something. I know what you're saying too. That but I think that's not the you way most the... NFL teams think. Like. They're not going to say sunk cost, and we're not. I think that's not the way most NFL teams think. I, I actually, I think most NFL teams would agree with you, and they would put Trey Lance back in. But Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have like so much job security, and they're. I really genuinely believe that you know this is the same people who pick running backs high and then ignore them and bench them for running backs who are picked later. Done it like three times. You know, these are the same people who put Brandon Ayuk in the doghouse because they wanted to. You know, nobody was telling them you can't do that. These people were going to go with Brock Purdy. On another team, you might have been right, but but not this one. 
Now we'll never know. I, say, I, you I'm may be right, but we adamant. Will, we'll I'm know. adamant about this. It was very, very clear. Um, but I and I am very, as someone who's a big fan of, I don't want to say I'm a huge fan of Brock Purdy. I, I just I do think he's good. I am very, very sad that he got hurt because I really wanted to see him have the opportunity uh, to to play out, you know, as a healthy offseason. But it sucks. Now, I want to talk about this one because we have fi- everyone except me. Philly fans and, and Baltimore fans. <laughs> so you're there. How have we got into here. the point where we're adding? This is where we are. This would have been mind blowing a year or even two years. Two years ago, it's crazy. We are now adding a late first and, and more to Lamar to get to Jalen Hurts. And I don't think that that's people would say that that's crazy. It's like being rusty every week. It's a shame Hurts isn't going to hold on to that job. <laughs> oh my god! Where were you on that? Where where where, no. where were you on that? Me. Yeah. Last year, I said that, that he was going to. Like, the guy's improved, like, literally every year of his career. Like, if you go back to college, he's he's just gotten better and better every year. And I, I was saying all last uh, non-point scoring season that if I, I thought he had – he didn't quite do this. Obviously, he made a leap. I said he had a chance to make a leap. And I said if anyone has a chance to have, like, a break fantasy type Lamar MVP season, you know, it would be Jalen Hurts. And I was I was actually buying Jalen Hurts even though he wasn't cheap, uh, just because he to me he was undervalued and and that proved right. I mean he was being valued more like QB ten to twelve last offseason and now well now he's like number three overall in super yes exactly. so <laughs> I did definitely I being multiple, undervalued. I actually have that, multiple uh, shares yeah. of, of an elite quarterback now. So. I know Hurts did me. Now so you got to trade him away though here. because he's an elite quarterback. So well. You can't have that. I know. I, away, I, right? I, I keep them sometimes. I have. I, I need to get a haul. I need to get a haul. I, but I have a couple. Oh, you always shares. can, though. You always can get That's a haul for an elite quarterback. That's true. What are your quarterbacks like in uh, in Trade Addicts Eight? Well, let's uh, see. Probably pretty. Let's pretty see the pretty. Rocky quarterback. Uh, we have Tom Brady, Blaine <laughs> yeah. Gabbert. Do I not have a quarterback? I think I might not have a quarterback. You have you have Stafford, Tannehill, Purdy. Okay. I'm thinking uh, of yeah, Garoppolo. Fine. Yeah, you're, uh, you're. I'm good. Yeah, you're you're good by your standards. I I, I like what I have better. If Purdy heals up, I may Probably. have four starters there. Well, I I have Lawrence <laughs> Herbert and Lamar. So I'm, yeah, I'm I, I will never have a Lawrence. That's pretty Herbert mid, Lamar, if you ask so, me. Yeah. It feels a little <laughs> mid, better, honestly. I, mean, I you know I have 105 and no Mahomes. We'll I actually yeah, do no have. I have one team that has no like Burrow and Herbert. You'd be oh. shocked. At. Wow. Yeah, that is I, actually shocking. Yeah, and I, I did win the title with that team too, but I, I it wasn't all the quarterbacks. Did we? Who do you think answer is that last question? Oh, did we answer this? <laughs> no. We did not. We started talking about stuff. I'm like I'm like sitting here like Let, still let's just give, um, in my head. I'm, I'm not making an the trade personally. I, I couldn't make that trade, but I understand. I think it's pretty even, really. What if I said give Lamar three hundred one and two hundred one for Hertz and three eleven? The two hundred one. That wouldn't change it for much. For no, me, it does but change I, I it for a lot of the fact that it's a two yeah. instead yeah. of a one, even though they're basically the same yeah. pick. It would make a difference to a lot of people. No, it, it absolutely would. I agree with you in that regard. But I just, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, I, I do think that Hertz should and is rightly ranked the head of Lamar at this point. But what there's like a year and a half difference between the two. I don't want to give a first round pick on top. Yeah, I mean, I pro- I wouldn't actually in real life do this, but I think the 
that might be a right about the right the value's value. there mm-hmm. the value's there definitely is and i mean who knows what could happen if lamar says hey i don't want to play like that would be insane it's 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 possible it's a possibility yeah it's a a higher than zero chance that he says I'm not going to play. And the other thing too is, I mean, we don't we don't know where he's going to be, and we don't know that he's you know what that's going to mean. Like if he's the you know Atlanta Falcons quarterback, I mean, he's still going to run the other the ball hand, a lot. Jalen Hurts is in probably the best situation be, you can ask for. Yeah, right? He's going to be signed for years and years and years to come. So like they're they're going to they're going to extend the best situation you could ask for but i know how eagles fans are i know how the eagles if the, he has one lamar year i'm just saying i'm just saying nah. no yeah <laughs> no. We, we love jalen hurts here but yeah i know you love I, him now he's gonna lamar could be in a new offense uh with a new coordinator new playbook we don't know how how well they're gonna use them if, if how creative they'll be i, I just uh yeah so a lot more question marks with a lot more yes. question marks with mm-hmm. but that but that one twelve could be someone like Josh Downs who comes in and has a solid rookie season, gets drafted top of the second, and it's looking like a little bit of a lopsided deal that you would have uh, given up. Could but also be uh, someone like Jalen Reger. Don't remind me. <laughs> and let's not completely underestimate the third exchange here. That's a whole round right there. In the th- I know the third, it's a third round pick. I mean, like yeah. it's it's really nothing, but it's something. It's something. It's it's something. <laughs> yeah. In general, yeah. I'd more be looking to do something like trading Hurts for Lamar Plus in, in, in my actual dynasty leagues. As Tyler referred to earlier, I'm generally not adding to, especially if I have an elite quarterback like Lamar, like Lamar what, mid, you know, mid elite, whatever you want to call them, the next yeah, tier yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm not really looking to add to get, to get up higher. I'd probably be looking to trade down and get more. So, yeah, I, and that's probably what I would do with Hertz too. Well, probably not with Hertz, just because I'm a uh, I'm a little bit of a Homer Eagles fan. So yeah, you gotta you gotta <laughs> have that bias sometimes. We root for you know. Yes. Um, all right, who do you guys think is more likely to make a notable addition to their RB room, Bucks or Texans? Um, interesting. It's a fair that question. It's a really good question. I, I yeah. my initial I was just about to say Bucks because they just released Leonard Fournette. It makes a lot of sense, but then I was like. But their running back rooms right now are pretty similar, and uh, you know they're strikingly similar. Yeah, yeah. Like they have one guy who was pretty good as a rookie, and no one else. So both teams will make a notable addition to their running back room. Like they did, not if, when. What are you defining as notable? I don't know that the Texans are going to make a notable addition to their RB room. Oh, someone that's clearly better than or equal to Damian Pierce. Uh, that's what better I would call or notable. equal. I mean, would hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. They they have enough other needs. I don't think they're drafting someone particularly high, especially after hitting on Pierce last year. Why why bother? I think there's a good chance that they draft someone somewhere, but I, I they can't go in with Pierce and Rex Burkhead. Right, but I could see it being like Burke a round four guy or something like that. Which I guess Pierce was too. So, but yeah, um, I would just say that you can always sign. I mean, there's so many running back free agents. I think both teams sign someone okay, and then see how the draft goes, and they're okay with not getting one. Like, 
the kind of free agents I think I don't think these teams are going to be in on Miles Sanders, right? Or and I think that's probably David notable. But what I do think is that there's a risk that if the higher tier running back that they want comes at the right price, that they could take them. There's a risk of yes. both of these teams. If I had to choose, I actually think the Bucks are a little bit more likely. But that's I've only because mark to them. that's only because their <laughs> first round pick is in the right spot for it. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. because I think they need it more. I actually have slightly more confidence in Rashad White than Damian Pierce. Yeah, I think the Bucks are just a little more likely just because I think the Texans are so bad that they're not going to worry about any significant running the Bucks back are, conditions. Bucks could yeah. be scary. Yeah, the but guy. they were. They. I still don't think they're like we're going into a full on rebuild and. Mike Evans and Godwin look like they're going to still be there. I think with the Bucks, they're cutting all of their players. Donovan Smith was cut today. You know, that's another player cut. I think that if they don't have like some sort of real quarterback, that they are that. I mean, if they have quarterbacks, Kyle Trask, they're going to. They probably are, but I don't think Kyle Trask is going to be the starter either. Yeah, but they don't have access. They're not going to get to one of these good quarterbacks this year at 19. They're way too far down. So who are, who's going to be uh, the yeah, quarterback? See, I think they're going to try and, and try and be mediocre, essentially, and get like a, a Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. To, yeah, there we go. Jimmy, I linked <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo to them so much. I thought it made a lot of sense, but I haven't heard it. And like, yeah, I, but I haven't heard anybody linked to them. Like, I, But I don't anybody. think they're going in with Kyle Trask either. So. I know, but it's been weird. I haven't heard them interested in anyone, like linked to anyone, doing anything. Whereas the Panthers and Saints, they'd signed Carr, but you heard about the Saints with everyone. You yeah. even hear about the Texans being in on people. The Bucks, I've heard nothing. Like Welcome nothing. Lamar to Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> no, I mean, they're going to sign someone who's better than Kyle Trask. But, you know, could that be like Baker Mayfield? I mean, that would be gross. Yeah. I don't know. Sam, Sam Darnold. Either way, him. though, what I will say is that if anyone is expecting Rashad White or Damian Pierce to be a workhorse running back next year, I would not expect that for either player. I think Damian Pierce was a workhorse by necessity and should not have been. And Rashad White was never a workhorse in college and also shouldn't be. And he wasn't a very good runner last year. He, no, he, he wasn't. Was, yeah. I think he's a he's the kind of thing where you want the where the B back is the starter. That's like his upside. Thank uh DeAndre Swift when he was working out. Mm-hmm. Um Austin Eckler, I guess, is the best case, but he's not Austin Eckler. No. <laughs> Damian Pierce was, I don't know why he was a workhorse, because he should not be. So they're, they're going to bring in someone to take carries from him. Uh, yeah, he, just never, he never was in college. No, he exactly. Was, That's yeah. why I was saying that I thought his usage as a rookie was odd. I, I think he needs someone. He would be a lot better. He, if he looked was good, though. 60. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think he was overworked. I think yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm and with I think you. he needs someone to take a good... What if uh, they weren't signed someone like Damian Harris, you know, someone like that, or Alexander Madison, you know, to play bigger role than he played in Minnesota. Someone who you can trust with a few carries. Devin Singletary maybe would be another option. Mm-hmm. Someone like that. Someone you can trust with some carries. Some carries. <laughs> there you go. Just, it's people. just a callback. It's just no, a callback. It's, it's, yeah. Honestly, it's not a bad name. I, it's really not. Samaj I could P. Ryan, see the Texans sign signing Samaje Piran. Yeah, Samaje Piran, yeah, I, I think is going to sign in that kind of role. Um, no, nah, I, I I like Damian Harris. The, the GM for the Texans was with the Patriots a long time. He drafted Damian Harris, so familiarity fit. I like that. Yeah, 
I, I do think though, Damian Pierce in the passing game is nothing special, and Damian Harris is oh. zero. In and that you can't area. have two Damians. So I, I don't. <laughs> I think they're maybe, the maybe a little too similar. <laughs> I, I think Damian Harris is going to go somewhere that has. That's the other. Actually, Damian Harris would actually fit Damian much better on the other team more. we're talking about here. Now that that's I think actually Josh, why we had to trade Jalen Rager. Dam- uh, <laughs> Damian, yeah, Harris, that's the only reason too. I'm exactly. would Damian exactly. Harris fit, fit well on the Bucks, actually. That yes, the, there's they're aspiring yeah. mediocrity. So yeah, yeah. He would, it would make a lot of sense there. Heck yeah, so crew tonight. And I, I don't think Samaje P. Ryan makes as much sense on the Bucks, actually. No, he makes more sense on the Texans yeah. because he uh, can catch passes and pass protect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I actually legitimately think that that's a landing spot that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, very underrated back, Samaj P. Ryan. People forget that he was a, a pretty good prospect coming in. Um, challenged Joe Mixon for work at Oklahoma. Um, always people forget they were teammates once before. Uh, Watson points. Oh, no, no. No, no. Deshaun Watson was... There, there's no excusing his um, 2022 performance. It was it was bad. He had seven... This is someone who's supposed to be top five quarterbacks. He had seven passing touchdowns. I don't know where these numbers are coming from. But the numbers I have that I can tell you is he had seven passing touchdowns in six games. He completed a measly 58.2% of his passes. That's That's horrible. He averaged 6.5 yards per attempt. Remember, Jacoby Brissett had 7.1. Same offense. Terrible. That's terrible. That's like Drew Locke or Carson Wentz 2020 levels. That bad. So he was not just, I mean, 183 passing yards a game. He was not just bad. He was abhorrent. He was horrible. Straight up. He was? even from no, no, I like it. I like the word. I was looking at trade addict scoring, which is kind of quarterback friendly. Well, I remember not He's him still not under being started. 16, yeah, under sixteen was, points per game. I had him in Scott Fishbowl. 20, I made a mistake of game. playing him once, and then uh, there was a big, big mistake, <laughs> and I never played him again the rest of the year. I still think with a, a full off season, a normal off season, and well, just, he's not going to be as bad as he was. I mean, no, that, that is so bad. That, like, yes. I don't think he can be. It's literally almost impossible for him to be that bad. Um, all right. In my all dyna- analyst dynasty league, trade Tyler for 2024 second. I am 28. So mm. it's time. It's T- time. Tyler you know. would trade Tyler. He's I would trade old. me. Yeah, I'm too old. <laughs> you know, I'll have to I'll have to trade. I mean, Rocky. Tyler, Tyler would trade him, though, for a 24 second rounder, and he would have to get a fourth and a fifth as well. Yeah. <laughs> Rocky. You you you're you have like a you look like you could be like twenty five. You're a nice baby face. <laughs> I, <wish. laughs> I think I know how old you are, but I've said it on untrade. Yeah. I, I know. I, my, I think yeah. I know. I'm in but, my forties. Yeah. Well, you do. Always, yeah, you've talked about like your kids sometimes. So yes. I, I can. Kind I have of... kids that are almost twenty five. Wow. My oldest um, is going to be twenty two in May. Big Survivor fan, by the way. Um, Me? That's some. Yes, you. That's something that we share. Yes, I am I'm a show. huge Survivor fan. Yes, uh, premiered this past week. Yes, yes, very good, I, very I, good I, episode too. By the way, well, I wish there were less visits from the medical crew. You yes. know, that's one thing. The doctor I didn't need was four, like the star of the show. Four, yeah, the doctor was the star <laughs> of the show. There were four visits from the medical crew during the show. You never like that. No. You know, it's you don't really want to see the medical crew be the star of the game. No, it's no. like how you don't want to see referees be the star of an NFL. Yes, game. it's, it's, it's like if want. it's like if you were in the Super still, Bowl and a guy threw a phantom holding call at the end. Of the game. Still yeah. hurts. 
<laughs> All right, where's the second tier break for Superflex rookie drafts? Um, and I'm yeah, let's see. So for me, uh, for now, six is like a hard break because JSN gained a lot of value. Gibbs was really good at the combine, and Addison was absolutely horrible. So I still like Addison a lot, but yet hurt. He did strain yeah. his back. Maybe that's an excuse. His excuse yeah, but there were other problems. There were other problems. I know. So, yeah. Um, Gibbs and JSN are, uh, yeah. Why would Gibbs have dropped? Gibbs had a great combine. He yeah, had a great he did. combine. He did everything that people thought he would. And I think he's pushing for round one capital. You said we were going to mention, talk about the combine. So I actually looked a little bit at some of the numbers. Yeah. And Gibbs, Gibbs was very no, he had a, good. Yeah. He had a great yeah. combine. Yeah, so I don't know why he would be. JSN had a better I combine. I like a lot. JSN had a better combine in that I moved JSN above Gibbs, but they're still in the same tier. Now JSN he outperformed expectations. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so they would both you not, would made you me not feel more comfortable. All four QBs by the second tier? Uh, not Levis. No, I have Levis at nine. <laughs> We're just trashing on Will Levis tonight. I, I have. Uh, I'm just have, thinking value wise. I have like, Will Mayonnaise at, got... at nine. <laughs> I think I think worst but case I think most people we, think he's going top fifteen. And but this is the discussion be... we had earlier that these mid quarterbacks you cannot get an early first for them. So why would I take Levis at five? If I, I hope he gets. That. I hope his ADP gets inflated to five. If I think Will Levis is, I'm not bad. even saying he he should go at five. I'm just thinking he could extend that second tier to 107 when well, you I don't have, have him in that quarterbacks. Tier, yeah, well, I don't see much upside taking him at seven. I'm not saying I do either. I just think he might end up being valued that way. If he's taken top 15. Well, then I won't have any. Yeah. Then I won't have any. I have him kind of in a tier of three with Addison and Quinton Johnson. Seven, eight, nine. And I don't disagree with you there. That's a tier for me. And then a running back may work their way in there. Charbonnet and A-Chain, depending on how they do. Those are the two for me. Those two could work their way in there depending. I need to see second round draft capital. Third is not good enough. I need to see second. They won't go in the first. And you see second, good landing spot with a path to touches. I want to, if they get all those things and, you know, Levis doesn't get the landing spot or Johnston, you know, the tier, they could work their way into the tier. Um, but those are the players who could be in that group. Uh, Bijan is coming in a running back one to three. No, no. It's one. No. It's one. He's coming in at one. He's coming in at one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's not coming in at one to three. Okay. One to three, but he's not two or three. Uh, Fair enough. Assuming Gibbs gets late first, early second draft capital, where would you put him? Well, let's take a look. Uh, right now, I have Hall at one among non-rookies. Uh, then Walker. Then JT. McCaffrey. Uh, eh, that's right there. Yeah. yeah. I'd have Bijan one. Hall, and Walker, if, and JT. And then Gibbs probably at five. If Gibbs goes to the Eagles at 30, people are going to freaking love him. Not sure that's my favorite landing spot. I'd much rather he goes to the Chiefs. I think people think, though, that the Eagles are a fantastic landing they, spot. They're not. Fantasy. They're not, especially for him, someone who relies on catching they, the ball. They always, yeah, I know. I know spread it out, I, too. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. that They, they haven't been throwing into the ball with Hurts. Uh, throwing into the right And then Hurts, rushing touchdowns. All of them. He's on the center had a good year still. But Gibbs would get. He did, but it was mostly game. running the ball and touchdowns, yeah. yeah. I, I will say though, I think I answered it there. I'll, I'll have uh, Bijan one, Hall, Walker, and Taylor two through four, and then and Gibbs almost certainly at five. Wow. Uh, the days of, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that's that's such old news at this point. I, yeah. I feel like I haven't talked about that in so long. But that's that's from like before I even started recording shows. Um, but we'll we'll save that story for my tell-all book. <laughs> when I do a tell-all book on uh, my time at DLF, if I ever if I ever do a tell-all book on my time at DLF and my time in the fantasy industry, uh, my start at DFF and all that, if I do a tell-all book, I'll I'll tell all the stories. You know, we can spill all the tea after I'm retired uh, from the fantasy community, which I is not coming anytime soon because I love the attention too much. And I love you guys and all the support you all give me too much. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. As much as I talk about it and joke about it, I'm not going anywhere. Uh, any interest in adding Tim Patrick off the waiver? Yes. Actually, yes, because he is adamant. I think it's more likely Tim Patrick plays week one and is good than uh, Javante Williams plays week six. Um, but these are minor details. Uh, you know, um, Sudden is getting shopped around. I mean, Matthew Berry said it. So I would assume that he's not just making it up. Matthew Berry is not someone I think who would just make it up. So right. it's getting, it's coming from somewhere legitimate. Not doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it, there is some truth to it. I, I do trust him as someone to tell the truth. So. Especially yes. deep. Yeah. Tim Patrick should be on teams. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. He's going to be healthy to start week one. Yes. So he, I mean, he's not someone who cares. He's a lot going of to be value, 30 next season. He should be on a roster. He should be on a roster. If he's one of the Broncos, two starting wide receivers heading into next year, he has value and he shouldn't be on a waiver wire. So yeah, he should be, he should be on a roster over KJ Hamler. Yes. KJ Hamler is Tim Patrick's just better. Yeah. He's better in every way. I appreciate Toronto, Dave. I love Toronto, Dave. Would you trade Daniel Jones for an early and mid-second? No. I don't think so. I think uh, after the contract extension, now I know I'm getting two more years of production, two years guaranteed of production. I would not. That rushing upside, too? Yeah. Yeah. Not an early and mid-second, no. Uh, Did the Giants hold on to Gary Price? (laughs) Or just say no thanks. I, it does not matter. Who cares? Who cares? Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I don't think they have this the only person who cares is Mama. I, I do want to thank. I do want to thank Gus uh, for asking the question because I always like when you know people from my. I don't want to say real life, but like outside the fantasy industry. No thanks. Show and ask questions. If they do, Tyler will then trade him for a fifth. Yes. Yeah. Now, now we're you talking. Know, now Rocky, we're talking. I did actually draft Gary Brightwell in Trade Addict State, and I sent multiple <laughs> offers. I tried to combine him with a 2022 fifth to get to a 2024 fourth. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm actually not did, kidding. But it didn't succeed? It did not succeed. So I had to cut him. Um, wa- watch. Over the next month, you're going to see me offer players for fab. Ooh. This is the dumbest thing Russ ever did was make Fab tradable because <laughs> now he has a new a new uh, object of my obsession. <laughs> so now they're going to be watch. You're going to get like 20 offers over the next month. I'm going to keep you very busy, Rocky. Okay. Um, you can go and reject my offer of Terry. I was just actually Christ. thinking that that I was going to go <laughs> into GA8 now and go reject your offers. Yeah, go reject it. There's only one there. left because the Wandale Robinson offer was canceled out because someone actually accepted it. I saw, I saw. Yeah. I got a 2025 second. Wow, I'm so happy. Um, Ryan, you saw my one of my meltdowns when I came into our league 
traded everyone away and then it was uh, everybody you traded the whole roster away and surprisingly we didn't make any moves together because i kept declining oh no we did i traded for the clips of elijah moore yeah i was i was a stickler you really were i i'm a hard ass (laughs) like i'll like rocky i don't know if you've ever gotten to this point in a negotiation with me but like i'll be like the 312 not good enough i need the 310 (laughs) I negotiated for that. I'm not sure we have, but yeah, I did. That was like the 17th offer. <laughs> so, so uh, Ryan and Josh, uh, Tyrion Davis Price or a 2025 fourth? <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of free time. Just leave me alone, <laughs> Rocky. Okay, okay, I've actually love, offered love Tyrion it. Davis Price to every manager, and I'm still working on it. There's a lot of room to go. Okay, I gotta keep going. Gotta try every possibility. You know, I do this. I go into the transact, the trades and offers screen, and I look at who I've offered what, and I just search the player. And if I haven't offered someone something for that player, then I go in and just offer it to every single person. And then I move on to the next player. Thank you, Sleeper, for just having that capability. Thank you. I'm very busy. (laughs) Um, All right. What are some cheap guys you can get into position group two that are currently lower? Um, well, you're probably going to be young. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you that I, much. I would say that. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I'm looking at DLF Dynasty ADP right now, so I'm looking at some of the lower guys past 24, and like we just talked about him, David Montgomery, right? Like I know he's not even a young guy. That would be fun, you know, if you went to the Chiefs or something. And then there's Khalil Herbert right next to him, same team, right next to him in Dynasty uh, ADP value. If he's the sole running back, I mean, he probably won't be the sole guy, but he is the leading candidate to be the guy for the bears next year. So I think Khalil Herbert's a great one for running back to, to give some names. It's harder to at running back there. There aren't that many, but yeah. at, at wide receiver, it's easier. I mean, yeah. Jamison Williams is outside the, I believe is outside the top 24. He yeah. obviously has a lot of upside 26. Uh, yeah. So he, so he's someone who has a lot. He's probably the first name on the list for me. Um, and then a quarterback, um, Jordan love. If Jordan love is actually good, he'll go up in value. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but right below he, Jameson Williams is Christian Watson. I, I did like some of what we saw. Oh, I, I have Christian Watson inside my top 24 right now. Yeah. So yeah. He's wide receiver 27 on DLF. How, how about Jerry Judy? We just talked about Sutton leaving. Maybe yeah, Russell, he's another better one. Year next year. He's still only 23. He turns 24 in April. Yeah. So he's another yeah. one I would consider. For sure. And Judy's down there at 30 right now. Yeah. Those are some good ones. Um, Jahan Dotson. Here's a, here's a fun long Watson shot. At the same age, by the way. Yep. I, I bet I'm going to get some hate for this one, but Kadarius Tony, I think, has the upside to do it. Ah, uh, no, no. He's... <laughs> I, I think all you have to do to gain that value, all he has to do is go into next season and have three out of the first four games. He just has I think, really good games. I think he'll something, get that value. Something you underestimate, and I think a lot of people underestimate, is, is the stink factor. The stink factor. Once a player, and I say I used to say this, failure. But once a player accumulates the stink factor, how good they have to be to undo it becomes greater and greater and greater. And I think he is up there on the you list. You know what I'm of, saying, though, right? If no, but it doesn't matter because he has the stink factor. He needs more than that. You're not going to trade for him, but, but he needs more than that. He does, he does more not have the stink factor anymore. At least to today. Did you see uh, who he covers the NFL for NFL Network, James Palmer's tweet? No. They plan on making Kadarius Tony their wide receiver one next season. Yeah, that's I didn't even shit. see that. I didn't even <laughs> that. But um, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be their wide receiver one. 
they they well, look. Kadarius Tony is going to be their wide receiver one between the players that are under contract. Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. He's going to be the best of those. That's three. the big reason why I think Kadarius Tony could be here. I like him a lot more than Sky Moore. I think Kadarius Tony is going to be uh, sitting on the bench for a lot of the time. This question is referring to value, right? Because I can name about six old guys that could be wide receiver. Too. Yeah, there's plenty of yeah. those. <laughs> dynasty, they'll, they'll be valued that way in Dynasty. I, I think in terms of, that's, that's the way I was taking value. the question. Yeah. In terms of yeah. value, I think of all the players we named, Jamison Williams is the best bet. Probably, yeah. Because yeah. we know the upside's there. I, I appreciate uh, Frank for saying sorry. Would you rather have the 103 <laughs> or ETN? Because um, it's one QB. I'll take ETN. Well, I have. I have 103 and ETN almost exactly equal. So, and one QB. Uh, I think I'll take the 103. 103. I'll take the 103. If I'm not sure, I always take the pick. Yeah, I think I would take the 103. I mean, that's likely going to be... It's JSN or ETN. I think I'd rather have those three. Yeah, those two players. That's fair. Who are the top-end guys that are most likely to fall out of the range? Well, they're the old guys. Yeah. But if we're talking someone top 12, I mean, Dak... If Dak has another season that's middling, he'll, he'll be out of the range for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, at running back, uh, I mean, the slightly older guys, and then the older guys are all vulnerable. I mean, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Ramondre Stevenson, DeAndre Swift is still in there, which is mind-blowing to me. I don't understand that one. Christian uh, McCaffrey yeah. has an injury. He's out of there for good. Saquon like, Barkley, you know? too, another injury. <laughs> oh, yeah, both of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, Saquon, I, for some reason, just has... To, to be honest, they're pretty much all vulnerable. The only yeah. ones that I think are, like, really safe are is Bijan Robinson when he comes in. Brees Hall. But if he gets hurt again, then who knows? Yeah, that's two years uh, in a row. If he, it was the only you said about, actually, you said about Dak, he's the only guy in the top 12 that's over 27. He's almost 30. Yeah, it's more yeah. of a performance. Uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson is bad again, yeah. then I think if he's this it's bad again, I, he won't be in the top 12. He'll, people will think he's a lot riskier. Ah, very true. <laughs> very true. I, I've heard a chain more, but I've also heard a chain or a lot of other things. But I've heard a chain. I've heard a chain. Yeah, that's the way I've oh, generally so that, heard That's it. how I've been going. Ryan. <laughs> is it all the mean? blue? <laughs> oh, you're camouflaging. <laughs> you are very camouflaged. <laughs> I didn't have time to change when I got in from work. So, yeah, there you go. It's a lot of blue. Uh, Indy didn't say no to Lamar. I think Indy, the problem is they have the four, which is so high. Um, I think Indy is uh, preparing their offer to Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. I, agree. And I still like, think it's Bryce Young. Make an but, offer, Indy. Do it, yeah. please. I, I think Bryce Young is what they're... <laughs> looking at but they could go for cj stroud or anthony richardson when we don't know but i bryce young talks of levis connected to them but i I think there were pre-combine uh they didn't even meet they didn't choose to meet with will levis at the combine they didn't choose to meet with the male coffee i I would think that if they were scared of gary i mean i'm done with him too but they didn't they didn't feel the need so i don't think that's the case give jimmy g and derrick henry for 106 14 team super flex i will i'll take 106 i'll take 106 easily Probably, yeah. yeah. There's no doubt. If I'm competing, Derek, Derek Henry could be traded know, to another team not. where he's not going to get the same workload. Uh, Jimmy G is fine, Team but trading like, for him, he's going to get a good workload. Though. I'd rather have, I'd rather reset with this in a 14 team superflex. The quarterbacks will be gone, uh, but I'll, I'll get JSN or Gibbs at, at six, and I just rather have a player I trust. I, I don't want to, if this is not letting me go down with the ship with Derek Henry, and I'd gladly not go down with it. 
I think that's fair. I the trade rumors do scare me. I, they did blow them off and say they're not true, but I, no, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good trade for a lot of teams out there. No, I was a very top end team. I no, I mean the NFL trade rumors of Derrick Henry. No, no, I know like what it, you're saying. I know it what you're got saying. me thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, that's interesting. Maybe someone would be interested in that. I mean, it's a, it's an expiring contract. It's the last year. You don't have to commit to anything. You're not going to have to give up much. Maybe someone would be interested. I don't know. I, I just hadn't thought about it before. I really had not thought about Derrick Henry being traded until I saw that today. And yeah. then I was like, it actually it's seems reasonable. I appreciate the discussion on the Bucks and Texans RB room. Was running out of all their positional needs. Running back was not one of their higher priorities. I think it's a middling priority in that they need all running back who's competent on their roster. You need more than one unless you have a superstar and they, they don't have a superstar. So it, but it is not a top priority. Quarterback yeah. is obviously their top yeah. priority. I don't, I don't see either of these teams going after Bijan. I know you said the bucks are more in the range. I think the Texans are more in the range, but I just, I think it's I, a little early. And I think the Texans are I, looking at, uh, they're making at, at two. Wait, no. what are you, no, it's 12. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> no, I, I think it was a little Texans early plan, for running back. I was Texans. about to be like, what are you? <sighs> I think the Texans' plan is if they can get it to go their way, is to take a quarterback at two and, and their wide receiver one if, if he's still Quentin on the Johnson, board at 12. By the way. Which is, look, thought it was Quinton, Quinton Johnston, but now is more up in the air. I mean, the, more the, 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 the combine interviews kind of. But. You know, JSN, I think uh, for most NFL evaluators, was not wide receiver one going into the combine. And, and now some are saying that he is a possibility. At that I mean, spot, the Texans so. the Texans interviewed uh, Kendra Miller of the TCU Horn Frogs. And they were just asking about Quentin Johnson basically the whole time. That's what I heard anyway. So, yeah. Well, Kendra Miller is someone at, at that 66 or 74 picks they have in the third would be a reasonable possibility. Kendra Miller had a, a solid college career. Third round pick would seem reasonable if they're into him. So that could be someone they could pick. That's interesting. Uh, but it's too, it's a lot of speculation. Free agency is next week. We'll be live Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern for the start of tampering period. And then we'll be back here, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the Tuesday for midway through the tampering period. Most of it will be done. <laughs> so, and then I'll do, go do my own videos throughout the rest of the week. Um, last question. 10 team best ball super flex start 10. Hertz are 101 and 2 I don't. I don't want to answer this. It's a tough one. For me, it's not that tough. I mean, the the value in a 10-team super flex where quarterback is worth less is with the the one and In 10-team, it's easy. In a 10-team, the value on quarterback is less. In a 12-team, I'm... The value is with the one-on-one and Tua. The value is absolutely with the one-on-one and Tua. It's passing Jalen Hurts' value, but... Yeah, yeah, I yeah, would take the, the one and two game. and ten or twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think in a fourteen maybe I with the high ends are worth just so much, Definitely. Um, and, 14, and the risk I'm of crapping out on Tua is yeah. a little bit higher and scarier in a fourteen. But in a ten team league, in a ten team league, Bijan and, and Hertz are not that far apart. In a ten team superflex, they're not that far apart. Yeah, that's ten people. That's, I say this yeah, a lot, and it's a good thing. It's Superflex Dynasty strategy show we were supposed to have, and we did talk about it. But it is very important to note that the value of quarterbacks is not just a little bit; it is majorly different between a ten-team, twelve-team, and fourteen-team league 
based on the scarcity. It's Which, it, it's not comparable. By right. the way, I always say my whole no, you know philosophy that you're referring to earlier, Tyler. I always say that's that's in regards to twelve team. I, I treat oh, always, it much yeah. differently in fourteen and six. Yeah, oh, yeah. fourteen changes the whole game. Yeah, then quarterbacks are so scarce that you have to, you know, I I think that a lot of those QBX or QB heavy strategies would be applied correctly in a fourteen team league, but they're being over applied to a twelve team league where I think yes. you can get quarterback and in a 10 team league there's enough for everyone to have three starting quarterbacks there's all sorts of streamers right. are often available i've played in 10 team superflex there are streamers are available on waivers you can in 12 12 team that doesn't happen in 14 team there are no, no. quarterbacks on waivers at no. all ever in 12 team that really doesn't happen in, in 10 team it, it does it does happen so, streamers no but yeah it just so in a 10 team there are like backup quarterbacks are not rostered like when okay, there's an injury a random backup fair. is available in twelve teams, in usually twelve you not. can occasionally get a guy. Like in ten uh, teams, the, though, they're available every week. Yeah, I know. Teams, I'm saying in twelve teams, not every week. More of, there were parties picked up off waivers in my twelve team leagues. Unless it's a really deep rookie, league. Yeah. If there's like forty roster spots, then no. But no, I'm right. in a pretty shallow ten team league, and, and maybe it's just everyone's people are, quarterbacks. But if that's the case, then people are making. There's no. You're not going to start a quarterback in any superflex league off the waiver wire. No, but you can get like those. What I'm talking about is those like players who are not. Yeah, if someone gets injured and there's a backup, absolutely. But that doesn't happen. Those players are not. But those players are on waivers in almost every ten team superflex. That's fine. Yeah, that's fair. Not in twelve is more on the fence, and fourteen. Forget it. Fourteen, you don't have. You could be taking zeros in fourteen. Got to get a little lucky, though. It's very important to note that. the difference there. Uh, and I did an article about this at some point. I have to find it. It's, it's an old article. I, I wrote it a while, long while back. I think it was for DLF. It was maybe a year ago. Um, all right. Anyone got anything they want to plug? <laughs> Silence. Let's do it. I'll also Twitter. Uh, We're right here. Look at our yeah. Twitter. All, all yes. our Twitter's in the bottom left. Nothing. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll plug my stuff. I'm at yes. FF addict. Yes. Uh, Everyone knows trade addicts because of Russ, not because of me. So, uh, no, that's not true. <laughs> but You've trade addicts for uh, years. I have, yeah, I have yeah. now. Russ is, Russ is let, let, let me have hang on there for a couple of years now. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, trade addicts, uh, DAP network, everything uh, on there is great. I also do another one <clears throat> periodically. I've been kind of more in and out recently on uh, Dynasty Junkies. With uh, I'd rather plug my hosts there, Andrew Hall and Scott Sidlow. They're great, and they, they do a lot more of the shows than I do. And uh, also, we have done like one in the last three months, but Dynasty Game Night is the third show that I'm on, and uh, it's <laughs> a very fun my, show. You're not going to get a ton of info, kicked. but it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was doing there. well! <laughs> I, I went on it once. Well. I, got, I got like my kick ours was worse well i was in there i did great at first because i won the first time and then then i'm on what what was it me ryan mcdowell mcdowell and matt price you you had a bad draw those are two of the best guys at it yeah the the, you actually held your own i know remember that adp the adp data yeah and the (laughs) other host of the dlf podcast who uses it all the time it's great (laughs) i was gonna beat them in, yeah. in games based on the DLF website, I I had such such a fair chance, despite the Matt fact Price, that I. By the way, also on on DGN, which is a DLF podcast. So yes. I'm done plugging. No, you're good. Uh, people should uh, subscribe to the DLF family of podcasts on their favorite podcatcher. I I am also on 
podcatcher, uh, all your podcatchers. If you search Tyler FF Creator, it should come up. You know, I uh, there's nothing on there that's podcast native, but I do port these shows over. I've been trying to uh, read the questions a little more to make them more of a podcast friendly if you're interested in podcasts over YouTube. So they are all on there. And then, of course, if you're here, it'll come up in the end screen. But, of course, like, comment, and subscribe. The comments actually really help the algorithm the most on YouTube. Uh, so if you could leave a comment, if you like the video, that would really be awesome. But like and subscribe are obviously also great. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to have a lot of extra content to cover free agency uh, as the week go weeks go on. Uh, but yeah, it's been a great show. Uh, and I appreciate everyone for coming on and Rocky for being our extra special guest. And I will see you all next time. Peace. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> see ya.